it's an interesting uh, A B C D E E D C B A. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, January twentieth, two thousand thirteen. Time to get Monation Media Assassination Episode Four Eight Zero. This is No Agenda. Celebrating Obama number one's inauguration day from the capital of the Drone Star State here in Austin, Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'll be celebrating Obama number two's inauguration tomorrow, I'm John C. Dvorak. Well, you can celebrate both. I mean, it's you know they're no. both they're both valid presidents. I don't believe in the one Obama. <laughs> they're both valid presidents. <laughs> no, I liked his number two guy better. I was watching. So they have um, uh, for those of you who uh, you're the one with the ear anomaly. That's the giveaway. I think it's just the gray hair. I don't think it's the ear anomaly. I think it's the gray no, hair. Yeah. Yeah. He said he was dying his hair, and he you know. So we've had, you know, we, we have uh, the press corps sitting outside, you know, in the little panels, like, you know, for, I guess, just to, for, like, white smoke to rise out of the White House that the Pope has been inaugurated. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna, here's, a, here's a little thing that I picked up. Um, President Obama, though, he's going to tie a record uh, on come Monday. He's going to tie Franklin D. Roosevelt's record of getting two, two double swearing in ceremonies. Hard to- two double swearing in ceremonies. It was, no, well, no, that's, well, she, blew, she blew the report. No, wait, she's not done yet. I believe. That's right. I mean, look back to, to, to 2009 um, during the swearing-in when Justice Roberts was uh, giving the oath. That was sort of the public one. Uh, they stepped on each other, right. and then there was one word, faithfully, that was moved out of place, and there was some talk as to whether or not it was legitimate. And I know at the time we asked the White House whether they would repeat it. They said no, but in fact they did. There was a second oath that was administered. Uh, it was private. Well, it was at sure the White House. make sure they get House. it right, That's right. right. <laughs> This time it's a different issue. According to the Constitution, it, the oath has to be administered just before noon on the 20th. Well, the inauguration doesn't typically take place on a Sunday, so they will have a private ceremony on Sunday with just some family members in the Blue Room at the White House, and then on Monday you'll have the sort of official public uh, oath administered. Yeah, I- yeah so, uh, so I guess it doesn't typically fall on a Sunday, although coincidentally uh, tomorrow, of course, is I think it's Martin Luther King Day, isn't it? Monday? A federal holiday? I thought that was Friday. I thought that was Monday. Oh, man. Was- Did I miss it again? <laughs> I thought it was Monday. No, Monday. Is that right? No, I don't know. Now, now you've confused me. I thought uh, Martin Luther... Uh, uh, then there was a uh, poor celebration, I'll tell you that. Martin Luther King Day, uh, 2013. Maybe you're right, because I think the post office delivered the mail. Uh, January 21st. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Exactly. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's tomorrow. So uh, for those of you who are new to the program, this is uh, actually a, a John C. Dvorak uh, theorem, is that uh, we, uh, we have two uh, uh, presidents, and uh, the first time this happened where there was a, a private inauguration, a second private inauguration, that was questionable. But now, indeed, we have... Uh, uh, yet again, two inaugurations, and it appears, from what I understand, despite pleas from the press, that this will be private, and uh, there may be some, like a pool photographer, uh, but I don't know if there's going to be video of the event in the blue room. This is one where the devil appears. <laughs> <laughs> the the blue room, by the way, is, uh, uh, hold on, I, I wrote this down for, I, I picked up this uh, Wikipedia article. It's uh, it's a very elitist room. It's the uh, it's uh, kind of like a French 
elitist uh, thing. Hold on a second. I can't find it off the bat. The Blue Room. Here we go. Blue Room White House. Uh, the Blue Room is furnished in French Empire style. Ha, <laughs> fitting. Eight pieces of gilded European beach furniture. Purchased during the Monroe administration furnished the room. From Beelzebub himself. <laughs> Included is a bergère. That's an armchair within... That's a throne. Hey, it's an, there's a throne in there. It's yeah. <laughs> bergère. Armchair with enclosed sides. Yeah, that's <laughs> a throne. Wrong. Small throne. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny everybody's eyes turn red in there <laughs> in the blue room your eyes turn red in the blue room <laughs> be careful uh, and they rise from the fire pit <laughs> wow yeah anyway I'm, yeah, uh, who yeah. knows what the oath is in there yeah uh, I am uh, I'm hurting today John you got the flu no Remember, I uh, I threw my back out while in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, well yeah, you were yeah right, and then you had to fly back with a bad back. That's got to be a, not good. Yeah, well it's uh, so it hasn't you know gone away, and this of course is originally from a motorcycle accident I had in I think it was two thousand two uh, when I landed on my back, and uh, and that's when I decided flying helicopters is much safer than motorcycles. And uh, so I um, you know after much prodding. And you know, uh, you know me. I, I don't like the inside of hospitals. I don't like doctors. Uh, I don't like the pharmaceutical industry. But I'll try kind of anything else. Uh, and I'm still a, a loyal oh, fan. Right. Of, you, yeah, you go to you don't mind going to quacks. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, and in fact, I think that's where the many of the secrets of uh, of healing uh, exist. So I still go to my, our applied kinesiologist and acupuncturist, Doctor Ron. And uh, and I know I have no allergies anymore, and I feel great. Are you whistling at me again? Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Are you listening to my story? Yeah, yeah, you're talking to apply kinesiologist. That's why I use speakers. Um, so um, you know, Mickey has had a very severe uh, uh, joint pain, uh, probably most of her life, and she found a guy about half a year ago, who has completely healed her, uh, Dr. Ken. And Dr. Ken, and I thought you'd be interested in this, uh, John, he practices something called P&M myofascial release. Release? Yeah. <laughs> and P&M stands for pin and move myofascial release. How do you spell myofascial? M-Y-O-F-A-S-C. I A L, and it's uh, I got it here. It's a combination of myofascial release. Uh, what is this called? Ischemic pressure and deep tissue massage with movement through targeted ranges of motion and areas being treated. So uh, while you're looking that up, I'll tell you basically what it is. Um, so you, you lay down on a massage top, uh, table, and he's, he has these rubber bands. You, you almost said tabla. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm still on my French elitist, and I almost said tafel, which is Dutch for table. I know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> so you lay down on the massage table, and, uh, and he puts you uh, one leg at a time in a big rubber band. 
So it's kind of like a sex swing idea where where you you know, oh yeah I'm telling you so is this like, the glass rod treatment <laughs> perchance well here it comes so uh, and then he what he does is he'll press really really hard on your muscles and while he's doing that he's moving your you know he's moving your limb around basically your your leg and then at a certain point and and this is where I got a little creeped out he said okay I'm I'm on my right side. And one, and my left leg is in the rubber band, and he, and he, and he take, he has a stick. I kid you not, John. He has a stick, maybe. I'll about, bet he does. About three quarters the size of a baseball bat, and then he pulls my pants down <laughs> behind me, and I'm like, oh, uh oh. That's what I'd say. <laughs> I'm like, what is, what are you doing with that stick? But then he uses the stick like, you know, like a rolling pin almost, but literally just leaning on these muscles with a lot of force. Um, and as crazy as it sounds, and as kind of frightening as it was, uh, it's really done an amazing amount of good. Just in, you know, I had like two massages in Amsterdam. Um, and this guy is, he's, He's fascinating, fascinating guy. Um, you know, his job is to uh, drive all uh, pharmaceutical, pharma-based companies out of Austin. He says I can fix anything with with my stick and my rubber band. <laughs> and and you know, he's talking and you know, and 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 slowly, and I'm I'm like, ah, this guy is a member of the academy, right? He's he's one of us. And uh, I know Ms. Mickey had already been talking to him, so you know, I'm uh, listening to what he's saying. And then he's like. Yeah, what this? How about this uh, this gun uh, legislation? And I'm like, oh, I lay into it. It's like, oh, dude, this isn't about guns. It's actually right up your alley. This is about getting kids on meds. And he's like, and I and I tell him about you know the stuff that we talked on the previous show. And he's like, oh man, oh that's so cool that I know this. because ah, I got all these guns. I'm like, I, you know, I went out and bought a whole bunch of guns. And he tells oh, me this another st- sucker. <laughs> and, he said, and he has this nine millimeter, and and he's like, you know, and, and, uh, and you you need to help me because the, there's something with the ammo, and uh, and he literally he, he opens the cupboard and it's in his office. This <laughs> the nine millimeter. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> and he and he's and he's like, I had a problem yesterday, and I haven't taken it out to the range, but this one, uh, you know, one bullet got this uh, one cartridge got stuck, Uh-oh. and I was trying to get it out, and then it fired, and look, there's the hole in the couch. <laughs> It went right through the couch to the floor. I'm like, okay, we need a, we need a little bit of gun safety lessons, which we'll have to talk about. Um, but this guy really very fascinating, and and uh, he uh, he did my uh, he tested my blood. When I'm the you know I don't want any needles or anything. I'm really really I just hate that. And I because you know I said, do you know what your blood type is? And I said, uh, no, I don't. Do you know your blood type, John? Nah, you know I used to know it. it you know, it's something that. I mean, I guess it's kind of handy to know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I knew. I, I once while I ask about it, and I well, go, "Oh, okay." And then I forget. I well, I'm a, I'm a positive, as is Miss Mickey. Turns out, and, ah, yeah, you can give each other blood. I, I think maybe it's illegal for us to have children or something. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I'm just. Anyway, so yeah, we could give each other blood, but so so he was telling me kind of the history because I'm like, you know, what is this bull crap? O positive, A positive, A minus, A B positive, and um, and he kind of synopsized it for me, you know, while he's hurting my finger because I don't like being cut, and um, he says, you know, the original people from like Africa were all O positive, 
And as uh, as you know, as we migrated out all over the world, depending on the diets that we had, you were eating a lot of fish or you know uh, meat or whatever. Um, it started, you know, just basically uh, through evolution that morphed somewhat. And from if, and I'm 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 not going to say it exactly the way. I'm sure I'm not exactly right. But the difference in if, if for, for instance, seventy five percent of all Native Americans are O positive um, uh, versus you know uh, a majority. Uh, of citizens in the U.S., which are no longer O positive, and the difference between an you know uh, an A positive or an O positive or A B negative, whatever, is basically one molecule of glucose. I think that's what he said it was, but it's like one. It's like the way I equated it to one bit, you know, of an uh, of a processor. One bit is different, and he says that's why uh, um, what happens is if you get if you're A positive and you get A minus A negative blood in a transfusion, uh, that negative blood is essentially going to be attacking your A positive blood and it will kill you. Because, you know, I, that I know, it's like you have to have the right blood, right? Otherwise, you'll die if someone gives you the transfusion. Do you know Are anything you about this? Are you going somewhere with this story? Yeah, I am. Do you know anything about this? You know how this works? I know that it works. I don't, I'm not like uh, sitting around musing over it. No. I mean, have you ever thought about this? Like, you don't obviously no. you haven't. No, but it turns out that there's many foods that have this one uh, molecule. This one, I think he said. He said oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so skeptical immediately. Oh brother. Okay, I want to hear more of this now. <laughs> and and if and you should avoid foods that have this uh-huh. one molecule because they are actually bad. <laughs> Don't do that. I hate it when you do that. Hey, don't do that. What? You're mocking me. I haven't even gotten oh, through the I'm story. I'm just listening. I'm listening intently. <laughs> You're going, Wah. So the one molecule that's different um, uh, is is thus poison for your blood type. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, I am not supposed to eat tomatoes. No. Oh. You don't like tomatoes? Is that what you're telling me? No, I I do like tomatoes, but I'm not well, supposed why, to. Eat. Wouldn't you eat them? Well, apparently it's it's not of a good sort for my blood type. Really? What happens to you then when you eat tomatoes that your blood type that your body rejects? You puke? No, but it, it can hurt your digestive tract somewhat. Yeah, and I'm not supposed uh-huh. to have red meat, but of course you don't want too much red meat anyway. Uh, but the, you know, just. Weird things that you can't like. For instance, cashews are not good for me for my blood type. But but this pe- is bull crap. <laughs> Why? It's not bull crap. I, I mean, I I kind of I'll put up with a guy with his massage therapy, but now we're <laughs> dealing with just nonsense. I think yeah. Shut up already. Science. Science. Well, there's a, there's a whole book and everything, so I'm going to oh, read up on I it. I bet there is. <laughs> I'm going to read up on it. He looks good. I'll tell you, he's uh, he's 53. He looks uh, 33. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. Well, well I'm glad you took us around. I'm glad you took us on that little tour. <laughs> well, I think people are genuinely interested. In, first, no, of all, first of all, they're, I, I don't in, they're so. interested in my health and my no, well-being. No, 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 Anyway, we've got to get done on, the, on time today with the show because, you know, the... Our landlord, you know, we have to get out of here. Our landlord has put the place up for sale. So, you know, and we're like, you know, we're like, yeah, they're cool. You know, so, yeah, we'll do whatever. You know, there's a big lockbox on the door now. Oh, I'm telling you, 
It's like people are like three three showings a day. <laughs> you know, and if and if you're not home, then you kind of got to put your crap away. You don't want, you know. Right, because people steal it. Exactly. We, we usually go to these home openings just to, to steal stuff. Just, just to steal stuff. Look at that book. I, you know, I've been looking for that book. But there is, there may be good news on the horizon. Um, there is this uh, kind of dilapidated mansion in Austin, in town, in like dilapidated. Is it dilapidated? What did yeah, I say? Dilapidated. Dilap- what is it dilapidated? It might be the way they pronounce it in Texas, but believe me. What is dilapidated? Is that a word? No, there's no such thing as dilapidated. Okay, it's dilapidated? Dilapidated. Yeah. doesn't sound good. Well, no, that's why it, made, it sounds like it means it's dilapidated. dilapidated. It's run down. And it's it, a run down mansion. Yes. And I like it. And it looks, I swear to God, it looks like the White House. Oh, it's, don't think twice. <laughs> well, so you need a couple dogs. You need some hound dogs out front. It literally has Arr- one of the bathrooms has a gold swan as a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I've, I've seen those. So I threw in like a real low ball number and and they call back and they're like, yeah, no, we're going to we'll let you know on Monday. But we're definitely considering this if you'll you know, if you'll do at least 18 months. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, who's going to fix up the place? Well, no, you know, is it, is it filled with bugs? Well, there's 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 a few issues. For instance, there's a like a, a water feature in the back, which I swear there's an alligator or a crocodile living in there. So we we have to clean up. Water what? A water feature, like a pond. What's a water feature. It's a pond. It sounds like a movie. <laughs> it's a pond with a pump. You have a pond in the backyard. Oh yeah. And so, there's, uh, like, there's, so there's a swamp in the backyard, and there's a pool, uh, a swimming pool. And with I guarantee the, it's green colored. Oh yeah, and there and there's a swimming pool with flamingos on the bottom. Is the pool clear? Is it or is it just mossy? Now the pool, the pool looks okay. Okay, but, well that's good. But you know, it's like you know, it's some, you gotta put a lot of chlorine in those pools. Some rooms are okay, and some rooms are a bit dilapidated. <laughs> But, you know, we could make it work. We could totally make it work. It sounds like it'd be fun. Yeah, that's what I said. And, you know, I, did I, me, did, uh, did uh, uh, Mickey? Marjorie see it? <laughs> Marjorie? Yes, she was there. It um, it took her a second to kind of get over. What did she over. say? Well, she first went, I, I, would, I would hate for people to look at, the, at this house and then think that I actually am living there. Why? It's well, a big, it just sounds like the White House. It's a, an old Southern mansion. It sounds like to me with the big the, pillars. It's Tara. It is exactly. It is Tara. But you it's know, just a little rundown. You're down on your luck. You, but you don't actually see the rundown part from the front. It, it, oh, perfect! <laughs> <laughs> it's the facade. It's a total facade. And we're like, we're gonna put teepees in the front oh, and rent God, them out. Look where Curry's living. He's <laughs> the money. That's exactly what people are gonna say. <laughs> Like it. Yeah. Everything sounds so far. The checklist is you're not missing a beat. <laughs> I thought we were pretty good. T- I mean, there's certainly room enough for everything we need to do. This is, you know, we can have our own mommy and daddy room with special is there things. A ballroom in the place. A what? Ballroom. A ballroom. Yeah, ballroom. Well, yeah. You know where you dance? Yeah. <laughs> not with a dancing floor. Um, it, it, it's. Not necessarily a ballroom. No, it's kind of center hall colonial. Um, is there a giant dining room? Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> there's a giant <laughs> with a chandelier. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the bathtub with the golden wait, 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 swan. Wait, we're not that's doing this the topic. Best. Okay. Is there a table in it that's, that will hold like 20 people? I know. We have to supply our own table. But I think we just put some some uh, some workhorses up and workhorses. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna have to do. I don't, we'll have to think about this. <laughs> uh, but there's certainly enough room for uh, a new camp mofo. There's no problem there. And uh, if you come to visit, we'll never see you. <laughs> but your He's bathroom out in the west wing that your bathroom needs some grouting work <laughs> but on the back the back wall cuz you know there's a garden oh, and this by the way when i travel i bring my own kulk <laughs> with caulking gun <laughs> yes okay cuz i have a gun if you need one i got i got a caulking gun um anyway so we're really really hoping now kind of that this happens because that would be very funny it would really, it would re- you know, it has a circular driveway. I kid you not. Oh, nice. Yeah, where you can pull up front and then drive oh, through. Junk cars. <laughs> some miscellaneous cars and hang them in there. Hello, that's all we have is miscellaneous junk cars. What are you talking oh, you about? Buy a couple more. <laughs> put one up on blocks. One, just, you got to put one up on blocks. Yeah, just, to make, just to make it look Do it good. right. Well, Mickey's talking about putting You up- need a couch. A couch <laughs> on the veranda. <laughs> Just on no on the front lawn, not on the veranda. Just on the front, <laughs> on the front lawn. <laughs> We're just Weber. sitting there, <laughs> a brown leather couch with holes with springs popping out. That's what we need. Now, Ms. Mickey wants to put uh, teepees up and rent them out uh, for South by Southwest <laughs> <laughs> on the front lawn, which I think is a brilliant idea. It's a definitely off the off the beat path uh, idea. Yeah. Maybe a zoning issue. <laughs> zoning? Issue, you think? Uh, anyway, so we'll keep you posted. Uh, we should know by Thursday's show uh, because we do have to get, move out of here. Uh, we've already called uh, great name for a company, by the way. Two guys in a van. This is the best. This is the best marketing I've ever seen for a moving company. Two guys in a van. So they're going to probably not a moving company. It's two guys in a van. That's exactly what it is. It's two guys in a van and a Google ad where AdSense is what it is. So they're going to move us, but we just don't know where uh, yet. Uh, Hopefully that's it because uh, we, you know, we're just looking for something that fits our personality. And I think we've struck personality gold with the, uh, with the swan. (laughs) You see, we should have taken a picture of that. The gold swan is, is outrageous. Huh. When you see it on the bathtub, it's just, you know. Anyway, so it's a bit murky and danky and dusty and moldy and everything, but I think we can make it work. We can make it work with a little bit of elbow grease. Um, so we'll see. I'll keep you tuned. Um, and in order to uh, facilitate our move, I would uh, like to uh, put a request out to the No Agenda producer, Arme Fraction. Uh, Miss Mickey's art is in the running to be the cover of the 2013 New Dutch Photography book, which is a hardcover book, which is uh, um, you know goes to all the collectors and agencies and art directors, and it's a, it's a really big deal. But now, the what the publisher's done is something I really hate: is they've said, "Well, we're going to put up ten covers, 
And uh, the one that gets the most likes on Facebook will be oh, it. Oh, you know, I, I, wrote you, I, I read your column, and this is, you know, go ahead, t- talk about the column in regards to this. I, well, here's the thing dude, that triggered the column. I, this was from Market Watch. I was moaning about uh, this idiotic likes, oh, likes, and like anybody cares, you know, you get a bunch of likes. Oh, he's, I got so many likes. Well, what bothers me is now I'm finding web pages. Where I go to the web page and the web page uh, grays out completely, so I can't see it. And there's a little bitty icon in the middle of the page yeah. that's the Facebook logo, and it says "likes" yeah. underneath it. And then there's a little, very small X to kill this thing. Or, or I click on the logo, and it gives this website a "likes." So, in other words, they're they're giving me a splash screen for all practical yeah. purposes, yeah. Yeah, so I can give them a "likes." Even though I've never seen this page before. <laughs> you just got to do it now. How can I like it? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> that well, shows you what a scam this whole likes thing is. They should they should get rid of it. No, no. You're going to facilitate now because we're going to use this like scam to uh, get Miss Mickey some uh, some work here. So go, it. go to coverart.curry.com. You should do it now, John, before the chat room. I don't catches have a Facebook account. Just no, it, it's public. Coverart.curry.com. It's a public site, so you'll be able to see it. And if you don't have Facebook, sign up for Facebook. No, I'm not signing up. And for like Ms. Mickey's art, coverart.curry.com. Does it just take you to Facebook and you can't log in? It shows the art. Yeah, okay. What do you think? That this is hers with, yeah. the, with the woman with the, the a, mask of that's stuff. A, that's a dude. It's a dude. Oh, yeah. whatever. But anyway, it uh, isn't that a handsome cover. Yeah, that's a very and it looks very Dutch. Yeah, I mean it has a Dutch kind of a style to it that mm-hmm. it's hard to describe unless you've been there a few times. It's nice though, isn't it? So that's yeah. we want everyone to like that. Uh, so that the other looks like I don't like this one. It's a pretty girl, but it's not that good. I don't think the other ones are very good. I think they're okay. I mean they're beautiful, but I don't, as covers, I don't think they quite do it yet. Well, let's see. No, no, there's one with a kid cut in half is no good. That's sick. <laughs> no, no. See? Yeah. The, there's only three. Yeah, but they, oh, they're also loading them over time. So, oh, so oh there's do, another one. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible, this one. The hand and the blocking the sun no, on the woman's that's face. That's good, right? That's not very good. No, I'm telling you. Miss Mickey's got it. I think it's it's a lock-in. We just need all Ooh, the this lights. this one here at the back of somebody's head or whatever it is. I can't even figure it out. Uh, which not one is good. that? I don't see the one with the back of someone's head. It's like a bunch of blonde hair and it looks like a wig. I don't even know what it is. So how many? It creeps me out for some reason. i got to see. I don't even know. Oh, this guy is a horrible. <laughs> I got. I can't figure out how is many likes she the has. The guy with all the freckles or whatever he's got. He's got a like burnt face. So Not Mickey. Good. Oh man, Mickey has two hundred. I kind of like the one with the bird. What is this? It's, it's hard to read the the logo against that light yellow background. It almost it washes it out. Hey, this is a problem because you see the 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 kid cut in half. Yeah, that's got two hundred and twenty eight likes. And Miss, I, I don't and, get these numbers. Because and, I don't. and Mickey has. 201 likes. Oh, you got to pound it. This is f- crazy. And that's, that's. I mean, you know, with all due respect, that's not a cover. The the, the kid cut in half. No, they're, they're do, they've got a bot pounding the thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is a scam. Uh. And the other thing that bothers me, it's like. <laughs> While we're on it. 
is like you go to some site, go come to our site, and, and you go to a you, somebody's direction to go to something because they're going to give you information. Let's say, and it's a Facebook. So you, you got to log in through, or, or how about this software? Here's some new date book software that help you remind you of this and that. Use your Facebook login. Yeah. Oh no, I, do, I, I, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. For- no, I don't do that. No, that's crazy. If you do that. Um, so the guy that, the guy that has 228, he's, uh, I think he's at a, at this, does he teach at the academy? He's got got all the students. He's got all kinds of stooges. Got thousands of listeners and some of them have Facebook accounts. Man. It's a disappointment, but they do. Yeah, I'm translating here. For people who haven't done it yet, like my picture. Just hit the picture and click like. Yeah, of course, that's what everyone is doing. It's, it's not, oh, this like thing. It was so, I'll tell you, it, just just to go along with your, your article. Because I read your article. It's a good article. And, and In marketwatch.com. Yeah, funny enough, I found the article because Mike Elgin Google Plus'd it. This is this, that Google Plus thing is pretty outrageous. It, it kind of works. Um, so um, I'm going to try and not. Um, I, well, I, hopefully these people don't listen. I'll just tell you the story. So um, there's a someone who uh, does photography and it's of certain um, clothing, etc. And you know, and Mickey's like, "Oh, have you seen these pictures?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So you know, no, of course not. I said, "Then let me open up Facebook. I'll look." And then she's like, "Oh, that one's really oh, that's a that's a horrible picture." I know she said the dress or the the picture or whatever. And I look at it, see, but it says you liked it, and you just told me that it's horrible. Yet you liked the picture. What does that say? And what, it, she, what was her excuse for this for this uh, anomaly? She went, "Yeah, you're right. What what is up with that?" I'm like, because, you know, all you're doing is, you know, you don't actually want to comment and say, hey, that picture or that dress sucks. It blows. So instead of that, you just, I'll just click like and, you know, pff, my conscience is clear. That's what it is. All of Facebook. Facebook is so idiotic. And I, I just I, I just have to make jokes about it all the time because it, the, it, the whole thing is one big positive fakeness world. Never do you see someone post on Facebook Oh, I think I want to throw up from dinner. No, it's like, look at my amazing dinner. Here's a picture of my food. Woo, awesome. <laughs> I love the pictures of the food. Yeah. You know, never does. No, the, not that I've never taken pictures of food, but I, I, don't, I don't recall. No, but it's, it's all about them. everybody's amazing life. You know, and the yeah, picture. The no, picture. I think, you're, I think you, that, that is your theory, and I think you're right. It's a reality it's like, oh, show. I got, look at all my friends. I got all friends. I got all these friends. I'm look, amazing. I'm communicating with my friends. <laughs> I'm amazing. It's just amazing. It's so awesome. My life rocks. Just, I just never read this on this. This is the self-esteem generation. I never read about someone saying my life. Actually, my daughter does that. <laughs> she, she, she's a terrorist on Facebook. She's like, this sucks. <laughs> she's, oh, that's my daughter. Anywho. Uh, so they had that Google Plus thing, which I, I forgot to call the woman to get verified. Damn. Clarissa. Was her name uh, Clarissa? You can't be in much of a hurry with that job. Uh, I, for- <laughs> I forgot. Um, ah, see, here's Mickey with an update. 249 likes. We've beat the other guy. Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep it rocking. So far, now it's a war. Yeah, well, of course it's a war. And this is just the live audience. This is just the live armée, yeah? There no agenda armée fractione. Once we go podcast, it's going to be all over. 
Yeah, I just I mean, it'd be good. This is good for the good for the entire uh, uh, enterprise here. The infrastructure. Yes. Anyway, John, I'm so happy we have a new bad guy. And well, aren't uh, you going to say hi first? Hi. <laughs> in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. I was hoping you'd say that so I could say in the morning to you, Adam Curry. Also, in the morning to all the ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and. All the knights and dames out there. Yes, and uh, of course our uh, uh, No Agenda Armee Fraccione in the uh, chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for liking Mickey's work. Just liking, linking the liking. And our artist, Martin J.J., struck again on episode 479-er. This is 480, and you never know what the artwork will be. Check it out, noagendaartgenerator.com. It seems as though the artwork, uh, uh, No Agenda Art Generator, is failing. Yeah, I got another note this morning saying I can't log people, on. People or can't whatever. create a new and, account. And I think was it Paul Couture? Or was it one of the other guys who did that thing? I don't remember, but I, I think people can't create an account. Is that the problem? Yeah, like yeah. So we can't get new artists. <laughs> this is well, great. We have to put up another site if we can't get this one fixed. Um, I don't know who owns the who has the back end uh, keys. Let me see who is no agenda. Could have been Rand. I thought I, I always thought it was Randy Asher who, who did this site, but he disappeared. Well, this is what happens. You know, they're like Van Gogh's. Paul Couture. No, it's, it's, I it's Paul Couture. I have his email. It's more. Hello. I forgot what it is. It's registered to Paul Couture. Okay. So, so I said, I said, what was his email? Email here is paul at paulcouture.com. Oh, we'll try that. I, I have a different one from some. some yeah, yeah, I saw what you sent. Well, I really, really. Let me see. When does it expire? Ah, it expires July 29th of this year. So. <laughs> get you your, wake up, Paul. Get, get your art working quick, people. <laughs> Everything's going down the tubes. It's, it's as a, witnessed <laughs> by today's lousy donations, which were yeah. subpar to say the least. Yeah, let's well, let's is, thank our uh, executive producers before we continue. Yeah, okay. I do have a story that we've been missing. We have three. Uh, we have one executive producer and uh, two associates. Uh, the executive producer is Melody Muggler. In Fountain, Colorado, who came in with 250 bucks, so she's got the the good bonus executive producer uh, number, and she wants to say greetings to Yoda Han and Leah, longtime boner, one year first time donor. Found out about the best podcast in the universe from Leo shows while deployed in Afghanistan. Hey, I should have written in sooner about the fighting season over there. Fact, <laughs> yeah. <Most of> the- <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the, it's just like, oh, man, I just got back from the fighting season in Afghanistan. Woo! Most of the fighters are imported in the spring and leave the country before winter hits. The locals are more or less waiting it out until 2014. Thanks for providing your insight into what is reported out there. I have included a list of possible subjects you may want to look into. Hmm. Quote, Troops to Teachers program. Oh, oh man. School hold, hold, shooting hold, hold or on, boot camp for all Coast Guard and drones. Hold on. I, hold Coast- on. I got to write this down. Hold on a second. Are you having trouble hearing me today? No. <laughs> He's just ignoring me? Okay. Hold on. Troops to Teachers. This is stuff we got to look at, man. This is good stuff. Okay. What else do we have? Uh... Boot camp or boot camp for all Coast Guard and drones. Should the Coast Guard be a loophole for drones to be flown in the U.S. Ah. or the start of the civilian military force? That's interesting. Of course. Well, the Coast Guard reports to Homeland uh, Security, Lucy Napolitano. Oh, and good. I have a clip because they brought the Tiger teams into the Bay Area. <laughs> do you want to do that now or? 
No. It's not the Tiger team, by the way. It's the Viper team. But I like yeah. I like the Tiger team. <laughs> Tiger team, Viper team. Yeah. Advertising. Yeah. G.I. Joe movie pulled from last summer released for 3D effects redo. Oh. Was the plot too much like something that happened in current events or something that is in the works? Oh. She wonders. Oh. Anyway, so we'll look into these things. Karma request. Uh, hey, citizen, John saying fudged a deal, which we don't have as a clip. <laughs> we don't have. No, but I think we I'll can. just say it. Yeah, we can just do this live. That's, that's, a, that's you, an idea. Susan, I have to hey, citizen, say fudged deal. And then I have to play Hillary Too, dishes, too Delicious to, to Believe. And then Karma. Okay. Are you ready? She's in Drip Pan Fort, of course, in Colorado, whatever. Yeah, hit it. Right. Hey, citizen. Fudge deal. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. <laughs> You've got karma. I, I did not. I'm a little, little uh, bearish on your, uh, on your fudge deal there. You didn't like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't sound like gooey. I could have probably put more into it. Yeah, yeah you, I'm, I'm not getting work anyway as an actor. <laughs> well, maybe you can get in get in that new GI Joe redo. <laughs> Stephen Vanderhaag, Sir Stephen, to you in Belhaven, uh, North Carolina, two twenty three forty five. My donation amount relates to the two firearms I've acquired since the November election. <clears throat> another another one taken uh, taken in by the. Uh, Pharmaceutical uh, complex. He got an AR-15 Colt mm. 223 and a Remington 1911 automatic. I am ready to defend my life, my family, and my little bit of property, really. Against what, the ha- choppers? Black, black helicopters? Against the flu? In, against in, the weaponized flu? question, if you uh, shows ago, John H&K came out with a new upper receiver for the M16 M4 that uses a piston to push the bolt back. Earlier models have direct gas gas blowback, which over time will foul and jam the weapon. Mm. I'm not a credited gun buff, but that was one thing I heard about last year. Yeah, apparently, you are a gun buff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should, a, you should talk to my get, uh, talk to my massage guy with the stick and the rubber I bands. I got a friend <laughs> in the special ops who uh, verified the article. I would like to have a jobs, jobs, jobs. Don't look over there. Italian shut up slave. Okay. He's glad you're back. Oh, you can read that. I'm just waiting for you to finish the uh, the. Glad actual... to have Mr. and Mrs. Curry back in the United States Gitmo. There you go. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Shut up, slave. Start zitto, schiavo. There you go. Thank you, Sir Stephen. Michael Levin in Brooklyn, New York, $200. Uh, who's another associate executive producer? Uh, ITM Jeremiah Alfonso and Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso, just some, he just he wants he wants some karma. Uh, I have a feel <laughs> I have a feeling that these these nicknames I think they're hurting donations. You've got something karma. is yeah. I mean this is this has not been a good week for sure. No. Why? Why is that? Have we? Are we sucking? Is is the value down? Is it? I mean, must be. I can't imagine. Are we just not doing a good job? Are we hitting the wrong things? Or well, I got a story that should liven things up. And I'm. You know what it is? I think it's because we missed it. We failed to report the story. This is from about two or three weeks ago, and we just dropped the ball on it. And talking about dropping stuff. So uh, it. You do hear about you know Al Roker. 
goes to the White House and takes oh, a dump. Oh, really? This you you really gonna do? You really gonna do this story? It's uh, just the only explanation I can have for these donations. <sighs> okay, where is it? How come I can't find the clip? I know what clip you mean, but I can't. There's find... no clip. I got oh. no clip. Oh, that he pooped his pants. I just wanted your thoughts. No, uh, can a man ask for somebody else's thoughts once in a yes, while? Yes, of course. I'm sorry. Without a clip, can you imagine being in a normal situation? You're at a bar. So and so, really? Yeah, I have a clip. <laughs> That's funny. That's how I talk to people all the time. <laughs> hey, man, how about those? Uh, how about those uh, 49ers? Yeah, they're pretty good. Did you see what happened the other day? In fact, you know, John, this is how people operate. They do show clips. That's what the whole smartphone thing is about. Hey, man, look at this. Look at this crazy cat video. <laughs> Happens all the time. No, no, no. I think what we... So, yes, Al Roker pooped his pants and, and actually went on a press tour for it. That, and then he <laughs> takes his, his dirty underwears and shoves them in one of the... He, he left them there. You know about that, right? Yeah, he, he threw them out and left them in the... In the, in the garbage in, the, in, in the, one of the yes. bathrooms in the yes. White House. Yes, I know. It's I know. disgusting. Yeah. Why would he even tell that story? The guy's an a-hole. No. And I want to uh, thank I want to thank Joe uh, of HealthySurprise.com, uh, who was always sent. These boxes are not uh, you know not nothing to be sneezed at, John, or snozen. Don't uh, do you Did you check it out with your blood type that you could eat all that stuff? No, because I got the box before I got the blood type thing. But I did I did have I ate immediately ate the apple chips. Yeah, I like those a Curious lot. I did too. He has a he has a. They're a, good, but you know they're eighty five dollars for one bag of chips. <laughs> Adam, every year around this time, I sit down and make a list of everything I'm grateful for. You and the No Agenda Show are on that list. I don't have to go on about how much I enjoy the NA Show and how you're doing something no one else is really doing. You've also inspired me about Austin, Texas, and getting out of California. Healthy Surprise has been growing over the last year and a half, and when we outgrow our current facility, I'm thinking about moving out to Texas and the land of liberty. Enjoy these snacks. If you don't, I know Miss Mickey will. Here's to a great 2013. Thank you, Joe. That's really kind. That's very, very sweet. I like that. And, uh, you know, yes, uh, you uh, should definitely come and check out Austin. Everyone else? Uh, from California, thinking about moving to Texas. We hear Dallas is nice. <laughs> move on. I like Dallas. So the script is playing out once again, John, and we have a new bad guy. And this is a great bad guy because he's hot, he's hot looking. He's got an awesome nickname. He's got a name that you can, his real name you can remember. I, 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 I'm just so delighted that now that, you know, we will see Zero Dark Thirty, uh, is of course in the running for several Academy Awards. It will win one oh, yeah, of them. Five, actually. Can can I say something before you go on to of this? Of course. This little, yeah, of course. One of the reasons we're probably not doing well with donations because we don't mention that perhaps if they went to Dvorak dot org slash na, oh, it would increase the uh, the. Um, so it's kind of like you know maybe te- mention telling that we, telling you know, people there's, there's where they can you can go where they can help us yeah that's true right. or, yeah. how dumb are we and it might be worthwhile to get people to get on the mailing list yeah the mailing list is uh, is very worthwhile you can uh, find that uh, in the show notes uh, today's show notes will be 480.nashownotes.com that's uh, a part of the deal of our value for value proposition we'll talk about that later on and of course if you do want to do something you can always propagate the formula our formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth
guest. Thank you for catching. Okay, me. who's our new? Tell us, tell us about the new Osama. Well, uh, first let's uh, let's uh, um, listen to the script. Uh, you know, because we've we've fixed uh, Osama. Uh, you know, we 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 got to get a new leader for the Al Qaeda's. Uh, we've got, you know, we have Libya. We pretty much have Egypt in our back pocket. Uh, looks like uh, Syria is uh, taken care of for now. You know, that's uh, that's just over on the other side there. Uh, but in northern Africa, um, you know, or in in Africa itself, we do have these very important um, uh, oil rich nations, which would be Mali and Algeria, and uh, we need uh, we need to be in there. You know, Actually, I question the Mali thesis, and I have a clip. It, Mali is not about the oil. Okay. There's no oil there, generally. There is There is most definitely oil. Uh, it's the border not with about Al- the oil, Algeria. and that's why the French are involved. Well, let's listen. Well, as we've uh, just heard, some analysts suggest Africa's untapped natural resources could be the main reason attracting Western powers to the continent. It's also being cited as a pretext for the intervention in Mali. Despite the country being considered among the world's poorest nations, it has plenty to offer when it comes to the wealth that lies beneath. Well, the uh, African nation is the continent's third largest producer of gold. As you can see here, it uh, trails only South Africa and Ghana in that respect. And there are some forecasts. Which- Did you tell me this is about gold instead of oil? Then you're falling for the you're falling for. Nope, I'm not saying that at all. All right, it could move into first place in gold exports in the near future. Well, energy is another of Mali's economic trump cards with its uranium uh, deposits, uh, believed to number over 5,000 tons. Well, France relies almost entirely on uranium as fuel for its nuclear power plants, and it's believed the French government is now eyeing the Mali deposits after its main source of uranium supply in Niger ah. was threatened by major workforce strikes there. ha! <laughs> Oh, very good. So, but it's about something that they want to steal from the uh, from Mali. Yeah, and gold's a bonus. Yeah, that's a huge bonus. Now, so let's just say there's stuff there that we want, and we certainly don't want the. It's Chinas. still the energy business, so there's yes. an oil angle, and we don't which want. Is the, that if you're getting energy from thing, the oil companies, you know, they right. it's just something going it's on. A hedge. I, 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 it's a hedge. There's we, no oil, but there. we also we certainly want to make sure the Chinas stay out. I mean, that's always the case. We always want to keep the Chinas away from it. So we just roll out the script again. France's troops in Mali may have the support of the locals, but back home in Paris, the government is calling for a lot more aid. The battle for Mali, where Islamic militants control much of the country, is proving more difficult than expected. A West African force to total 5,000 troops is being deployed to lead the fight. But French and African leaders are asking other world powers for funding and logistical help. Sound familiar? Sound kind of like Libya? Residents of northern Mali have been fleeing south in a refugee crisis that the United Nations is warning could lead to hundreds of thousands of people being displaced. The Islamists have been targeting groups of girls and women to rape them. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, we have oh, to... Oh, refugees, rape there. them! That's why I left Gao with my daughters. And- uh, uh, prediction, Angelina Jolie coming up. Came here. Safety is also a concern in areas outside the insurgents' control. Human Rights Watch has reported abuses by Malian security forces in the central town of Niono. I'm just waiting for the Viagra angle, where they say, no, they were handing out Viagra so they could rape the women and children. 
and then killed him. Was, that was a one shot because that, no. that kept too much no, blowback. No, 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 no. I don't know. We'll see. It never we'll was see. used again. So we have a new guy uh, who has been working for the CIA since uh, 2003. Um, as uh, back in the day, he was a part of the group Preaching and Combat. Uh, the Salafist Group for Preaching and Combat is what it is, GSPC. Um, and uh, he's been in uh, Algeria and uh, Mali uh, since 2003. His name is Mukhtar Bel-Mukhtar. Listen to this, listen to this. Officials believe this is the mastermind of the attack. Mastermind! Okay, now listen, this is ABC News, by the way. And as you know, ABC News is the most compromised news organization in the business. Um, the producers are married to people who are uh, direct advisors to the president. It's a it's complete, incest, complete incestuous business. Mukhtar Bel-Mukhtar. Mukhtar Bel-Mukhtar. Ruthless rogue al-Qaeda leader. Ruthless rogue Al-Qaeda leader. Ah, I love it. Who bizarrely also runs an African organized crime network that reportedly has made tens of millions of dollars in ransom from kidnappings and the successful smuggling of diamonds, drugs, and cigarettes. Cigarettes! Okay. Now, this guy, if you look at his picture, it is... It's, it's, you know how we have the Sheen legacy? Well, we have Martin Sheen, and then we have... Uh, Mukhtar Mukhtar? So, yeah, Mukhtar, Mukhtar Bel Mukhtar. So this guy looks like a very young Osama bin Laden, a handsome, devilishly handsome rogue man, and he's made millions in kidnappings and smuggling cigarettes, and we call him... His nickname is Mr. Marlborough. Mr. Marlborough, that's right. Now, in 2003, we used to call him the One-Eyed. That, that's according to a BBC report that I have here. He was known as One-Eyed. One-Eyed Mukhtar Bell, Mukhtar Mr. Marlborough. He's very, very cold, very businesslike. Canadian Robert Fowler, a former U.N. diplomat in Africa, was held hostage for four months by Bell Mukhtar. Now, when you say U.N. diplomat, that's essentially a spook. You know, he's, I think this guy was Canadian. So he's going to tell us how Mukhtar Bell Mukhtar is very cold and businesslike. He's a rogue. He is the new devil. Until freed in 2009. Fowler says he is a man to be feared. I was afraid for my life all the time. All the time. I was afraid for my life when I woke up in the morning and when I went to sleep at night. But he's a very serious player. Serious player. There you go. Mukhtar Bel Mukhtar, everybody. That is the new man. The new the new kid in town. Mr. Marlboro, one eye. Mukhtar Bel Mukhtar. What's the one eye? I don't know. That's I, I just. He's I, got two eyes. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying. I'm reading it directly from the BBC website. Um, uh, he, he used to be in a band. The he band, used to be in what? Yes, yeah, the band of around 300 fighters reportedly <laughs> aims to. <laughs> what's the band? I think he played the tambourine, uh, and lead vocals. The band of around 300 fighters reportedly aims to topple the Algerian government. Now, if you look at the timeline, 2003, this guy definitely is CIA. 100%, just like, just like bin Laden. Just like Another bin Laden. Another psycho they've got on their oh, oh. Yeah, it, Of course, but have you seen pictures? I'm trying to find pictures of him. I got one picture of some black guy. Yeah, he's got black hair. No, and he's got a turban, this guy. Now, it, 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 so if you look at uh, Mukhtar Bel Mukhtar, I got no, you can't find a picture. This must be easy to find a picture. Maybe you're not I, spelling it right. Yeah, how am I supposed to spell it? Uh, M O K H T A R. 
M O K H T A R. Well, that's different than I'm spelling it. Well, yeah, but you, you know, you might be dilapidated. M O K H T A R. And then M O K H T Mokhtar 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 Bel Mokhtar. Okay, Bell, B E L. Yeah, so it's all one word. Mokhtar Bel Mokhtar. Google's not working. <laughs> he looks. Handsome. They don't want me to see his picture because yeah, and right there in images is like the. He's I got the, nothing. I got a blank screen. Oh, this is so great. The the the, the PR is rocking. Mokhtar, this is the Telegraph in the UK. Mokhtar Bel Mokhtar, face to face with the untouchable jihadist leader. Yeah. Mokhtar Bel Mokhtar. Oh, they are building this mother up. Well, they've been doing that for a couple of weeks. We probably could have gotten on this earlier. Yeah, but I, it, thought it was, I always thought it was a good name. I, I, you know, my browser's done. I must, am I dead here? <laughs> Browser down, browser down. We have a buzzkill browser down. So vector five, vector five, everybody. <laughs> what <laughs> is your Internet Explorer is not working? That's what it looks like. Hang on. What was that? What was that browser that used to come with AOL? I don't know what it was. Wasn't it? Uh, didn't they have? Didn't they? Didn't AOL have like a crazy ass browser? What was that? No, wasn't that uh, Netscape's browser? Eventually, I don't remember. Are you still using NCSA's Mosaic <laughs> with the, what, yeah. the dynamically rendering images? Remember that this machine? This machine, this this second machine. <laughs> luckily, I've gone to a two machine approach to this show. <laughs> oh, whoa! God. Hey, two machine approach, everybody! It's it, welcome to year six of the No Agenda Show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, can't take a chance. Uh, reading from the Independent: How Mr. Marlboro Mokhtar Bell Mokhtar's reign of terror struck fear into the heart of Mali. I mean, this is amazing. Oh, he, oh, oh! Here's uh, here's how he got his nickname. Oh, this is great. The M O C T A R. The application of Sharia no, law in the central eastern city by the supposed righteous one-eyed warlord. He's he, guys. He's blind in one eye. He should have a patch. The patch would do it. That would be so much better. Yeah, they look like a pirate. His his battalion is named those who sign in blood. I mean, this I can't, is... Can you imagine? John, I'm telling... M-O-K. Oh, M-O-K. M-O-K-H-T-A-R. Jeez, Louise. I'm telling you, we should be writing the screenplay now. It's got everything. It's got Those who sign in Blood Battalion. The one eye, Mr. Marlboro. Come on. This is just, it's got everything you need in here. This is great. Are you still, not, have you still not? I'm still able to, struggling with this. I gotta get, I, let me try it. Have you Chrome. been able to find one, one? I'm telling you. Hey, everybody. This is the weirdest thing I got in here, but it's just not going to do anything. And now it's it's saying, "Do you me ah finally?" Now the guy the guy looks like a total psycho. But look, doesn't he look great? And oh he, yeah, and he has oh, one yeah. eye. According to the reports, he's he has one eye. <coughs> he must be blind. Yeah, no, his, his, his look at his, right, eye. his, the, his, his left eye. You know, his, his right his, eye. His right eye looks closed. No, his right eye to you, but his left eye. Which one do you think is is the bogative eye? I think the eye that's to, that, that's his left, his left. But that one's open more. 
it's it's bugged open because it's like a it's a phony eye and it's just stuck in there. It's a glass eye. Yeah, it would be. Oh man, does this get any better? <laughs> I'm just this. He had a glass eye. There's only one picture of him. He made millions smuggling cigarettes. Oh, that's the second picture of him. His name is Mukhtar Bell Mukhtar, Mister Marlboro, coming to kick your ass, whether you're in Mali or Algeria. There's a picture of him from back in... Oh, now, the Weinstein picture. Company presents Mr. Marlboro. You know, the voiceover job is, you know, yours for the asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mukhtar, yeah. Uh, Bell Mukhtar. Mukhtar, Mukhtar, Bell Mukhtar. Theater, now playing in theaters nationwide. And I think it should, what should, what will the title of the movie be? He's got well. Here's Mr. Marlboro. Mr. Marlboro goes to Washington. Would that be uh... Uh, Mukhtar <laughs> smokes him? <laughs> Whoa, I like that. Mukhtar smoke him if you got him. How about that? Mukhtar, <laughs> Mukhtar Bell Mukhtar in smoke him if you got him because it's a it's a series. It's not just one. So he made it's a his uh, living as a s- cigarette smuggler. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But how did he lose the eye? Let me see. Oh, somebody Lost. put a butt out on him or well, something. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if it says how Look he... Him up. he. Oh, here it is. Uh, on the BBC. Must be true. All right. I got it. Uh, this, the, the guy has a great story. Uh, okay. One-Eye Veteran. He's a veteran. Okay. Uh, he... Um, Belmuktar lost his left eye fighting with government troops in the 90s and now wears a false eye. It's glass. That's what I said. <laughs> do you do you actually is it is that the you right? Know, you know you know the one reason that I I figured that that one out because uh-huh. I was watching something on the military channel the other day uh-huh. and there was some poor CIA guy who had gotten into a wreck and I kept looking I said what's wrong with this guy he, he every time he blinked his only his right eye blinked oh, and I yeah. noticed that his yeah. other eye which was bugged out was a glass eye because <laughs> he got burned. Do you, same, it, this guy's got the same look. Is that a, do you I just just a, a, voc, a vocabulary question? Do you wear a false eye? Is that a, is that the is that correct? I don't know. I think because that's what the, B, the BBC says he now wears a false eye. I mean, it's I not guess like, they're, they're, it's not like no. a, it's not like a hat. No, that's wears a false eye. Is that what you do? Hmm. Uh, but if the BBC says that, I it would have yeah, must so. must be true. The sign anyway, bl- so what do you think? Okay, so we got the same script. We've seen this in military. I don't understand why they can't come up. Why bother coming up with something new? No, when you, no, no. You already the, bought the, the cow. But, that's, but this is what I'm saying is you and I, and we're already late. I totally agree. But if we get on it now, we, we could have the screenplay done in six weeks, and we could start shopping this thing. You know, we will. I mean, this is, this is it's, it's, it's a guaranteed child. winner. People will option it. For, they'll definitely option it. They'd be like, eh. we, what we have to do is a small book. Yeah, a giblet. The whole, a giblet. Whole no agenda uh, world do this book for us. Everyone's going to get a chapter volunteer. Uh huh. Crank out a book that is a story, and then we can uh, option the book as a as a, as yes. a screenplay. And with the uh, yeah, that's what we normally do. Unless you want to do a treatment, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, we have to have a screenplay. We do we do the book. No, you have to do a treatment before you do a screenplay. No, we just have nobody to have the, looks at screenplays no. anyway. Look at treatments. We just want no. We just want to have the uh, we want to have the book so that someone can option the book to go write to the do screen, a screenplay to do the screenplay. Right? Or we can do a a, a treatment which is less John, size than a John, book. Let's be honest. We're not even going to write a freaking book. Uh, well, a treatment's shorter. But maybe we could. Ju- you know what's important 
is doing a one page outline. <laughs> now, that's kind of that's more our style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get right on that after the show. A yeah. one page outline. Now I'm too busy, man. I'm I'm busy because uh, you know the show is not gonna not gonna carry me through the rest of my life. So I'm I'm, I'm making a product. I'm making a an HF uh, SDR QRP digital mode uh, transceiver. What? Yeah, exactly. You gonna have it made in China? Oh yeah. No. Well, of course I want to talk to you about that. Oh. Should I uh, upgrade uh, my Java? No, probably not. Okay, let's go over some of the clips we got here. Well, I was going to play something. I was leading into my clip. Oh, I thought you were done. No, I was leading into my clip that I'm, I'm creating a product for ham radio operators. That Oh, no, I'm talking. Do you have a clip about that? I yes, I do. I thought you have a clip about Mokhtar No, not. I'm done with him. We're going to do an outline after the show, a one-pager, and then we'll chop that around. All right. We're in the money. <laughs> Hell yeah. And while we're waiting for our ship to come in, I'm going to try building a Chinese piece of crap product and sell it to ham radio operators around the world. All right. And tell me about the it. The audience has got to be big. I mean, the, 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 I mean, how many ham operators are there? There's got to be millions of them. I hope so. Yeah, you only have to advertise in three magazines, and they spend thousands of dollars. Yeah, that is kind of the advantage when you have such targeted marketing. Exactly. So I have come up, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, but I've come up with it, and I'm already prototyping it, and it's going to be really fun, really kick-ass, but I have another market. Call it Radio Narco. It's enough telecom equipment to communicate across states and international borders. State-of-the-art gear that include antennas, transmitters, receivers, and other equipment, in this case seized by the Mexican Army. Equipment is available to just about everybody, and it could be set up in just a matter of a few hours. Lozano says the cost of installing a radio station can be as low as $5,000. More sophisticated systems can cost up to 30000 Small change for international criminal organizations. Exactly. I think we're good to go. My product is perfect for Mexican narcos. So you're okay. It's perfect for it. It's some sort of repeater. No, no, no. It, it, it's, it, stop guessing. It's going to be a great product. The point is... It's you know it's a it's a digital product. It's going to get a lot of people interested in ham radio, and uh, and uh, you know maybe just put an ICOM sticker on it, then oh, it'll I sell know for exactly sure. What it is? You do it's something I want. Tell me what you want. It's a it's a it's a digital continuous wave uh, code key broadcaster. All you do is type in the computer, and it sends it out as Morse code. Yeah, only yeah, it, that it can do the Morse code, but it's a little faster if we use Olivia or PSK sixty three. Uh, uh, CW. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll make a special. We'll make a, a Bakelite version for you that does CW. <laughs> okay, no problem. Yeah, Bakelite. You know, I think yeah. I've always wanted to own a Bakelite place, a factory that makes Bakelite. But, you know, Bakelite is still manufactured. What is it used for? I mean, I, I, you know, I used Bakelite to, I, is the original plastic. No, I know what it is because I used to have a phone made out of Bakelite with a rotary thing on it. Uh, but where where does uh, where does it come in handy these days? It comes in handy in, uh, in in situations where you don't want it won't transmit like you can't get energy. It's essentially an insulator. 
It like insulates from electrical current. It insulates from heat. It, ah, it, right. It's very right. useful. Right, 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 right. It also makes funky things because it got that feel, that kind of weird feel of bakelite. It's not cold. It's not hot. It's hard to, you know, when you got it, when you have bakelite in your hands because of the heft and the te- and the relative temperature of the bakelite compared to the temperature of the room, you know you got bakelite. Right, and it and it's cool when you hit it with a hammer. <clears throat> it shatters. Yeah. In one go. It's awesome. Bakelite. Yeah. Used to have a Bakelite. Uh, okay. How about a clip? Yes. How about one? Viper teams in Emeryville. Now, I want you to pay careful attention <laughs> to the man on the street that they, they interview and it gives you all this insight. So we, I think we need to set it up just a little bit. And it comes uh, along with uh, the news, which was completely misinterpreted by many. I, I'm so surprised that uh, the TSA is uh, removing the uh, initial slave scanners. The, I actually have two of those clips, too. Okay, well, I'll, I have I'll, Bonnie I'll, Scanners I'll, 1 and Bonnie Scanners 2. I'm going to set it up, and then, then we'll uh, you roll out the clippage. So um, the B- Rapiscan backscatter contract has been terminated, uh, which, by the way, means that L3 Communications gets the new contract. So this is just money going from one slave scanner to another slave scanner. And strangely enough, there were people who actually know me who sent me emails saying, isn't it great? They're going away. And I'm like, um, and as a part of uh, the complete entrapment of the citizenry, uh, we have these Viper teams, uh, which is the rapid response uh, TSA agents who show up uh, at sporting events, uh, school sock hops, and uh, at train stations, apparently. Which one? The sock hops is where it's most important. <laughs> now, let's play a couple body scanner clips. Uh, because what's interesting? Hey, let's play some body scanner clips. Yay! And here's what's interesting to me about it <laughs> is that, yeah, they're going to pull them out. But is that there's two things. One, I was under the impression, and tell me I'm, that you were too, or don't. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I was under the impression that they had fixed these rapid scan jobs, so you, all you got was an outline. Oh, we only get an outline. You can't see the naked body, blah, blah, blah. And now we understand that you can. They never did this. It yeah. was all bogus. Yeah, so they, they lied to us. Oh! Yeah, now, they, that's one thing. They, I the think the second had, thing is, and I think the real reason for for this, you know, because the software apparently, they can't fix it with software, so they have to pull them all out. So, but the other thing I think they still have not addressed or gotten around is the kitty porn issue. It is against the law in this country to even have a kitty porn image, even if you don't look at it. Right. But if you have, if you are in possession under any cert- there's no circumstances where you can be in possession of a kitty. That is not true. Image. That is not true. That is not true. If you work at the Pentagon, that is okay. Because they they Right. Well, yeah. the, these people don't work at the Pentagon. All so right. the TSA people are collecting kitty porn essentially every time they send a little girl through the through scanners and they do that even though some they try not to so much. But anyway, so they can never get around that, but they're not wow. talking about it. And then the other thing is, which was in one of the reports, if you read the news, that is not covered by any of these TV stories. And I have two TV stories that are never mentioned. Apparently, Rapiscan had phonied up some test results, and they were caught red-handed with a bunch of bad information. And they were just, this is the 
part of this is the process of scolding them for bullcrap. And we saw this in the in the testimony when uh, no, we, we didn't that, see all of it because some of that testimony was locked. Oh yeah, it's and a we weren't state lo- secret. Yeah, <laughs> woo. <laughs> But anyway, so let's just play these two things and you get the idea. Body scanners one and body scanners two. This in recent memory is being removed now from airports. The TSA said it uh, couldn't resolve privacy problems with those expensive and revealing full body x-ray scanners. But that doesn't mean that all of the scanners are going away. Natasha Barrett is at Dallas Airport tonight with a look at what to expect the next time you fly. Natasha? Well, Leon, there's been a lot of talk about those revealing body scanners right now. Interesting how now the, all the now there's talk revealing, revealing, so revealing. You know, the, it's the same press who were sucking the Politano's cock the whole time when oh, they yeah. when they were rolling oh, them out. Not as much radiation as from a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh, it's revealing, you whores. Now, seventy-six of them have been removed from airports nationwide. A hundred and seventy-four to go, including the ones here at Dulles Airport. But before all that happens, the new and improved ones have to be installed. The company that makes the RapiScan body scanners used at Dulles Airport and nationwide couldn't make passenger images less revealing. Now the Transportation Security Administration will remove the naked image scanners at all airports. The company, OSI Systems, loses its $5 million contract with the government and must pay to remove the scanners. Uh, if you're a frequent flyer, like... Wait, stop, stop. Do you think we can pick a couple of these up? Oh, that'd be cool. Surplus. Can you imagine how awesome at the front of the White House, our White House here in Austin, you have to go through the naked body scanner? I don't see why not. I mean, mean, they should go for like maybe a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, You could turn it in. have to either scrap them or sell them. Oh, John, I have another great business idea. (gasps) We buy up a couple of these and turn them into showers. I guess you don't like my idea. I'm trying to imagine what you're talking about. You take one of you, you you make showers and you sell them as a as a cool looking shower. You mean you walk between them and you get blasted with water? No, no, no. Just people put these in their bathrooms as a shower. It's a conversation piece. Yeah, well, that's for sure. You have to have a pretty big bathroom. All right, uh, body scanners part two. Well, uh, let's. I, I want to finish one. I mean, I'm digging your clip. Internationally, you want to maintain a high degree of security. The rapid scan machines will be replaced by new body image scanners, which must have privacy software. <laughs> Sixty new scanners will be installed this month and next month. I, I mean, it doesn't matter to me if somebody can Listen. see my body for like a split minute or something, like thirty <laughs> seconds. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'll take you take your dress off, bitch. No! You know, I was thinking the same thing. That's, Here no. she is. It doesn't bother me if somebody show me your tits. Yeah, for, for just a split second, just for a yeah, minute. It's only a split minute. Split <laughs> oh, minute. Oh, come said. on, flash a nip. Come on, baby. Come on, just for a second. You don't mind, baby. I mean, you don't what? Mind. You know, these news reporters—they only. What is the? What happened to the the journalism school thing where you're supposed to get two sides? Oh, I'm supposed to get a pro and a con. So you get the one guy says, "Oh, safety. I need the safety. There, I got to feel real good about the safety." And then you get somebody say, "I think these things are stupid." What good do they do? They, they're just a bunch of uh, TSA theater. What? Where's that clip? Hey, Instead, just, we have a guy saying it's great because it makes me feel safe when I travel internationally. And then some chick who wants to be an exhibitionist. How is that a balanced reporting? Does it get better than this? Is it even? Does it get even better than the one I just heard? No, that's the best. That girl. Oh, then we have to. Clip of the day. I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. I can see my body for like a split 
minute or something, you know, 30 seconds. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> She's even defined 30 seconds. You know, it's like a minute. No, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with 30 seconds. Listen, for those of you listening at home, okay, let's try it uh, right now. Let's, uh, let's, let's just look at 30 seconds. Okay. Um, are you ready? And you ready? You ready to go? Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Okay, and I'm going to look at your boobs. Go. And One, uh, I, I, I got, I got the time. I got the stopwatch got going. The going. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at it from the side. I'm, you know, maybe look at it from the top around. profile view. Hmm. Oh, is your is your nipple stiffening just because I'm looking at it? Because it's only 12 seconds so far. You okay? You sure you're okay with this? Yeah. You really okay? Oh yeah. Oh, the, you know, the left one seems a little bit bigger than the right one. That's kind of interesting. Oh, well, I have to say that it's been very nice, this little encounter we've had together. And you can now pack up your boobs in two, one. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a long time. It's more about security. Yeah, you. I'm more concerned with security, yeah. <laughs> well, you're secure, man. Please move along. TSA released this statement today. By June 2013, travelers will only see machines which have automated target recognition. Automated target recognition. Well, I know where I'm putting the bullseye. That allow for faster throughput. This oh. means faster lanes for the traveler and enhanced security. As always, <laughs> use of this technology is optional. <laughs> yeah, thank you, because we we prefer valet service. We don't want targeted service. We want valet yeah, actually, service. That, you can skip clip two and let's go on to the Viper teams, because in the Viper teams clip, and I've always believed that the, you know this whole thing is a well. We both think so. This is a scam to sell these machines, and they're going to put them in everywhere, and they're going to put them in at the at this idiotic uh, train station. Yeah, uh, which is. But anyway, so the Viper teams show up in Emeryville, and the report we get this fawning report about how great it is shows no balance against it. One guy does say, "I don't think we need any more security than we have," but everybody else is going on and on about how great it is because it's better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> Might as well be prepared. This Amtrak passenger <laughs> says, <laughs> "I love it. This is fantastic stuff." She noticed them right away. The many black-clad TSA inspectors at the Emeryville Amtrak station, and it's a presence she appreciates. Would you like to see them out here more often? I would. Why? Can't hurt. <laughs> Just in case, you never know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is train 528, 528. As part of their nationwide Viper team effort, the Transportation Safety Administration put about a dozen agents at the Emeryville station to see and be seen. We've blurred their faces because some of these TSA inspectors also work undercover. The visible deterrent is making a presence known at the station, getting on the train, talking to passengers, letting, letting the bad guys know that we're here and letting the passengers know that we're here and working with law enforcement to really tailor um, our Viper teams to their needs. The idea is to look for signs of trouble in a place that can be difficult to police because of its wide-open environment. That said, the TSA and Amtrak believe that working together, they can make rail travel as safe as it can be. We do have baggage, random baggage checks, uh, and we do have, at some of the larger stations, we have canine units, and we do random sweeps of stations and tracks infrastructure. Some of those who regularly travel on Amtrak told us they think the current level of security is just enough. You wouldn't want to go through screening, would no. you? No, I would hope that, that that we don't come to that. I can't see trains being really the source of a security problem, but maybe I'm not imaginative enough. 
Now, the TSA's Viper teams aren't just used to patrol transportation sites like this one. They also have been and will be used at high-profile events, many of them here in the Bay Area. We'll have more for you on that tonight on ABC 7 News at 6. In Emeryville, Laura Anthony, ABC 7 News. I would just like to play a quick clip uh, from our president uh, just uh, a couple years back. Imagine boarding a train in the center of a city. No racing to an airport and across a terminal. No delays, no sitting on the tarmac, no lost luggage, no taking off your shoes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I guess you don't have to because you just go through the naked body scanner. It's only 30 seconds that they're looking at you. It's okay. Naked. Yeah, it's all good. It's totally good. So, uh, so they're, they're walking around this. So the bad guys, so that makes the bad guys aware that they're there. Why don't they just rest the bad guys? What, what is, what is happening on the trains that they need these idiots roaming around the Gestapo? Need in the all black. Need and, and, we remind you? Forty-five on their on their hip. <laughs> I don't think they're armed. Are they armed? Oh God, yes. The TS, not the TSA. It's those these Viper teams have got forty no. fives on their hips and they're big ones. Really? Yep. Let me take a look. It's not that, picture. but it's not just a normal like of its shoulder or forty five uh, normal holster. It's it's kind of oh my it's god like on some sort of a pivot. Yeah, they like got it, the, it's like a fast draw holster. It's got the, they got the leg brace, the leg the leg strap. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a really fancy looking thing. It looks expensive, whatever it is. Huh. It's got a big clip over the top. It's probably got that magnet, so only you can get it out of the holster. Wow! But I, th- I thought TSA. Uh, well, what do I know? Ah, guys, look, they're armed to the gills, and they're walking up and down the train. Those guys look scary, and it's like oh, we're going to make we're making everyone aware we're here to make sure the bad guys know we're here. What bad guys? Was the what people randomly paying forty dollars to ride the train? Mister Marlboro, Mokhtar Belmokhtar, Mokhtar Mr. Marlboro. This is really, I mean, I just thought it was, a, and nobody's upset. You have some old woman. Oh, it's it's great. You better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> better to be safe than sorry. It's great. Play the very beginning of that clip again so you can hear that woman. Mm, okay. What was she on Viper team, right? No. Yeah. Might as well be prepared. This Amtrak. <laughs> it's a, might as well be prepared. Passenger says she noticed them right away. The many black-clad TSA inspectors at the Emeryville Amtrak station. And it's a presence she appreciates. Would you like to see them out here more often? I would. Why? Can't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hurt. It's all good. Can't hurt. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. Well, all of this, it, you know, they're really ratcheting it up again. and I And I do have... Some interesting news that kind of relates to... I thought how, we killed Ben Laden. I forgot to mention in the Zero Dark Thirty movie that they refer to him once again as Usama Bin Laden. This has never really been explained to me. Right. We actually discussed this about four years ago. Yeah. The, the it, uh, it difference between the Osama and the Usama. Must be a different guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, it could be. Well, do you remember the outcome of that discussion? Uh, it was just a, it was a style of consideration depending on the media outlet. Well, then, but the movie, and I would say that you know the, uh, the president, uh, everyone's talking about Osama, Osama, Osama. In the movie, it's all Usama, Usama, Usama. And they're all saying Usama. Yes, yes. Usama must be code for something. Or they or they just say Bin Laden, which is even even trickier. Because Bin Laden, you know, there's the the, the, the hundred hundred people in that family. It could be anyone. Bin Laden. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so we did have uh, an interesting occurrence uh, take place up there in the Seattle's uh, coming in from Hawaii. We had a, quite a scare. NORAD was alerted, and uh, this uh, all goes along these media reports. It's all a part of just indoctrinating the citizenry of Gitmo Nation with fear fear of death, uh, but the words matter in this one. It's just very interesting to listen to this report. It was a call that triggered a national security response. This is just right there. You already know enough. You can make a call. A call can be made. A national security response, which is bullcrap. I, I didn't get like some kind of air raid sirens going off in Austin, Texas. Like, national security. Phone call made! Phone call made! Trigger the alert! This afternoon, the FBI office in Honolulu, Hawaii, received an anonymous phone call from somebody indicating that there was a hijacker on board Alaska Flight 819. A hijacker? Now, notice, when is the last time we had a hijacker? In the 70s, I think. I mean, really? What it... Take this plane to uh, <laughs> to Canada, <laughs> or is it going to Quebec? Take it to Quebec. <laughs> oh, it's a Dreamliner. Crap! Land it quick from Kona on Hawaii's Big Island, bound for Seattle. I mean, if if, if you're if you're a hijacker, I mean, just logically, who hijacks an airplane going away from Hawaii? <laughs> this is crazy. What? Take me to Cuba. Really? From Hawaii? Which way you want to go? I mean, a hijacker. You know, they didn't say a terrorist. This is this is why the thing is is bogative. You know, I don't hear the word. Uh, he wasn't screaming Alu Akbar. None of this stuff. You know, there's no just hijacker. I mean, seriously, last time a, a plane was hijacked. It is seventies. I can't remember anything past that. Uh, and it, the caller actually gave the name of a person who was, in fact, a passenger on that flight. The FBI alerted the flight crew on board. They monitored the passenger, but noticed nothing unusual. <laughs> what does that even mean? Hey, Jim. He was sleeping. Monitor the passenger in 35H. Yeah, I got my eye on him. Can you imagine somebody <laughs> calls you in, some some joker calls you in, and then everyone walks by you after that, the whole flight looking yeah. funny at you like... Hawaiian Airlines 819, monitor uh, passenger in uh, seat 35A, possible hijacker, hijacker. Yet NORAD confirms out of an abundance of caution, it launched Operation Noble Eagle. Operation Noble Eagle? (laughs) America, fuck yeah. You got a hijacker, we're launching Operation Noble Eagle, bitches. He scrambled two F-15 aircraft and uh, directed them to escort a commercial airliner. After guiding the plane to a safe landing, Port of Seattle Police they boarded... They land and de- safely without the guidance of the jets? <laughs> Dude, there's no, it's impossible, you know, because they might have, you know, flown to Quebec. Tained a passenger. This guy did nothing to indicate he was a hijacker on the plane, and there's nothing in his background to indicate he has a proclivity for that. So now the FBI may have another case to investigate, whether or not that anonymous person called in a hijack. Hoax. And I can promise you that the FBI in Honolulu is going to investigate that because that's just not something that we can stand for. <laughs> that's just not something we can stand for. Now, we, uh, we, we, can't st- <laughs> we had Operation Noble Eagle in full effect, and this was a hijack hoax. We're not going to stand for that. I mean, is... Uh, uh, yeah, Cole, I bet you, so, okay, here's, here's the way I saw the story, and I said, well, okay, there's some... This guy 
who, the guy is the key to figure out who's, who called it in. Cause I right. would assume that unless the guy was a complete moron, which is possible, yeah. he wouldn't, he, and he called it in, I guess, from the land. He didn't call it from his cell phone on the right. plane. Yeah. He, he, and so how would he know anything was going on in the plane? But that's okay. So he calls it in from some, probably, a, I would think, a phone booth or someplace or somebody else's Do they phone still or, exist? Do phone booths exist? Can you find yeah, one? Well, yeah, there's still, I think there's still one or two around. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, you, how you're going to get away with this because uh, unless he had a burner or he found a phone or Listen, somebody else's just, SIM card. I, just, I don't know how you, whatever the case is, this is somebody. These guys are like frat pals or something, and this guy thought it would be funny. Hey, I got a funny idea. Well, check this out. You know, Bill's flying back to Seattle. I'm going to call him in as a hijacker. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> the kind of clowns that we have, you know, this is the kind of thing that goes on. Yeah. And, and, and the, meanwhile, the security apparatus can't deal with it. They're going to well, throw the book at it. But him. they're angry, like... This is well, it costs like hundreds of thousands of dollars to scramble jets. We're not going to have this. The FBI is not going to have this hijacking hoax business. It's not just going to listen to the guy. Called in a hijack hoax. And I can promise you that the FBI in Honolulu is going to investigate that because that's just not something that we can stand for. <laughs> that's just not something we can stand for, young man. It was like, you know, when your mom would like grab your face and squeeze your, your chin really hard and say, this is just not something you can stand for, little man. Jeez, Louise! No, yeah, my mom did. That that was her thing. If 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 I was a a, a brat in public, then she'd she'd take my, her hand and put it around my, you know, or, uh, underneath my chin, around my face, and squeeze my cheeks really hard. But she'd be like, "Oh, honey, now we're gonna be really nice, aren't we?" Now you she have permanent rosy cheeks. <laughs> but she would say something like, "Oh, now we're gonna be really sweet, aren't we?" While she was squeezing my cheeks. And it's despite like child abuse, nah, fuck that. I miss her. She's dead now. This sucks. I'd give anything for her to squeeze my squeeze my face. You know what? She also threatened me with the hairbrush. It's like so she's it, gonna she comb your hair. No, no. If she was gonna threaten you in no. particular. She's I'm gonna cut your hair. No, off. she would spank me with the hairbrush. And if and as a but you know she only she only did it once or twice. But as a uber threat, if there's you no do leverage on a hairbrush, that's not a good spanking. Wait, there's here's the leverage. If you do that, I'm spanking you with the hairbrush, bristle side down. Oh. That was her leverage. It was one of the, you know, the spiky ones with, like, the yeah, metal. Yeah, you have to make you think you're going to be punctured. <laughs> I was abused as a child. Hold on a second. This is bad. It's <laughs> we can coming... start taking notes on uh, this. Everything you've told me I'm so having far flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been abused. I'm an abused child. He was always abused. Ah, which leads me right into our the war on brains. Everybody. Yeah, the war on brains. So, um, of course, uh, we discovered on the previous episode, and this is really why you should be donating to the show, because you know, you're know you not going to find anywhere uh, an analysis of this gun legislation that is really just a um, the icing on the cake for the pharmaceutical, for the entire pharma industry, for the health care industry. Uh, which is what it is, and we have to. We're ne- and we're now going to find seven hundred and fifty minimum seven hundred and fifty thousand new folks, young folks in schools who have mental health issues, and we're going to cure them. Which, of course, we do with all kinds of medication. And uh, and and the reason you're not seeing any of that analysis is because the pharmaceutical 
uh, business, the industry, pays for most media. Just look at the commercials. And a shout-out, by the way, to Farmer Chris in Austin at the market where we get our eggs. He, uh, his wife gave him a, a smartphone for Christmas, uh, not for his birthday. And, uh, and so now we can listen to the show. And, and he's freaking out. He loves the show so much. And he, he and he's, he's now like complete crackpot. He's connecting dots. He's like, remember the, the PB? It's, what? It sounds like he should start giving you free eggs. No, no, no. We, know we pay for our, there's value for value. Uh, he he thought he thought that the PBA drug, the laughing and crying drug, he thought it was. I love that he, drug. He thought it was very convenient that came out right around the time when we had all of these Sandy Hook parents laughing hysterically. Interesting, right? Uh, interesting. I liked it. Hey, that actor. Yep. And He's uh, anyway, too much. anyway, so is uh, he? But he was funny about his wife. He's like, my wife, she's drinking the Kool Aid. She's totally hypnotized, and she watches the news, and they'll say, how was the news, honey? She said, oh, there was only drug commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. All right, so this is from PBS, which is another national treasure here in the United States of Gitmo Nation. Uh, it's public television uh, where uh, you know uh, they get money from, uh, what do you get, uh, advertisers. That's right. Every 16 minutes, they roll out commercials uh, on this public uh, utility, and they have this woman on. And she is from uh, a D.C. organization. She's a doctor. Uh, and hold on a second. War on Brains. I'm looking at the show notes, 480.nashownotes.com. She's from the, the nation's children's hospital, the Children's National Medical Center, which is in D.C., which uh, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it looks probably like a front for lobbying. And here's this doctor who thinks it's just great that the president has enacted these presidential memoranda uh, so we can get mental health, finally, some help in schools. Really to provide the services in the school systems by having counselors, by having psychologists, mental health social workers in the school setting, because that's where children spend most of their day. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's easily accessible. And in fact, there was a um, Mental Health in School Act that was proposed in the 112th Congress that put forth funding for this particular uh, um, uh, intervention. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this sad, horrific event will, uh, you know, make us rethink uh, supporting this particular bill so we can put the resources in the school systems. Well, great. So we're getting lots of resources into the school system. And, uh, of course, I checked H.R. 751, that is the Mental Health in Schools Act of 2011, uh, the purpose of the act is to revise, increase funding for, and expand the scope of the Safe Schools, Healthy Students program in order to provide access to more comprehensive school-based mental health services and supports. Now, do you really think that they're going to put these, what did she say, psychologists, counselors, monitors, that these people are going to be in the school going, Oh, come here, Timmy. Let me hold your hand. Let's talk about your fears. No. It's like, here, Timmy, pop this pill. It'll be groovy. This, this, this is the, the, the legitimate drug dealers now being uh, welcomed into your child's school. Uh, you know what's in interesting about this, there's a couple of little sub-stories going on, but one of the things that's interesting to me is that with the Sandy Hook thing, it was kind of a double-edged sword because they're trying to push stuff. But these are second, first and second graders yeah. and kindergarten. 
What are they going to do? Oh, I'm glad you asked. We need to catch them early on, John. Dr. Joshi. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's a well-known fact that... Uh, fact! Well-known of fact! Science! Oh, I don't want you to hear everything. It's kind of hard to hear. <laughs> uh, 50% of those who have eventually a mental illness uh, starts before the age of 14, and about three-quarters have uh, mental illnesses by the time they reach 24. So in yeah. my mind, and from my perspective, uh, mental health is really a children's issue. Yeah. Uh, and so if we can catch them young and we can <laughs> intervene early on, um, I think we'll go a long way in, in not seeing uh, adults becoming aggressive, violent, because we'll be able to treat some of the illnesses early on. All All right. Right. Let me just review. we got to catch them. we got to catch them early. We can treat them. Catch them early. Treat them. Catch them early, treat them. It kind of substores. I actually ha- I saw that woman do that thing. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't think it was clip worthy. But you have better back backup material. Uh, but there's a couple other things that were going on. One was Chunk. 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 Yeah. He did a whole thing. I, I I clipped it. But I didn't bring. I didn't. You didn't bring it I, to the party. I didn't bring it to the party. It's, it's from. A, I didn't bring it to the clip to the party. <laughs> You're at the wrong party, my friend. But now I can. I'll just tell you what. It, and he came up with this thing that was just hilarious, and he, it was a, a an analysis. And it actually, I was thinking about it because I was in the petroleum industry during this era when we switched from leaded gas to unleaded gas. And his, there's a thesis floating around out there that all the school violence and all these guys, especially as they're getting older, were all brain damage by the amount of uh, lead that was put into the environment until about 1972 or so when lead was taken out of gasoline. And so you had this huge spike in uh, in crime uh, through about, say, say you're a little kid and you're affected by the lead in 1970, you'd be 14 years old, be like the, you'd be like in the, in the mid 80s, you'd be a violent uh, Yes. character right right you'd be you'd be brain damaged and then you'd be violent and then that's and they and he showed and they i had to say the, the chart was good how crime went up and up and up yeah but this is a story that's been around i didn't even yeah, it's been around but yeah. then but i think there's two interesting kickers one it's a possibility and two was that all that stuff with with police chief bratton and all these other guys and the current downtrend in the crime has nothing to do with the police no. Which I, he wouldn't come out right out and say it, but the police are, you know, kind of not important in this whole scheme of things. And and the drug kids now is like this little, it's not, they don't need it now because there's not this lead in the environment. The second thing was, and this is what really galls me, and I don't want to get too far off the track, but there, there was a thing that happened with Bette Midler who came out with a couple other people and bitched about the reason that we're having all this these school shootings and other things, which are, as we know, are really not uncommon. It's not more than ever, uh, is because of Ronald Reagan and how he let all the insane people out in California and they closed <laughs> the mental hospitals. Yeah. 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 I actually have a small clip of that here, but then I want to comment on it because, it, to me, it's it's the most outrageous Let's thing. Let's do it. it was, Let's do it. Let's do it. It's about crazy people. It fits right in. The, the Reagan uh, insane asylums ready? Yeah. Briefly, Dr. Joshi. Oops. Sorry. And it went into effect in 1972. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 no, yes, You yes. and Bette Midler need your head examined, okay? Maybe you guys should be, not you, maybe her, institutionalized. The number of institutionalized wow. pe- mentally 
ill people in the U.S. dropped from 560,000 to 130,000 in the 60s, long before Raymond, uh, Reagan came to, to play into this. He did not do that. And he, now what we're trying it. to do I with mean, this gun control it. law, deputizing doctors, it's very dangerous making them informants. To Greg's point, it should be the right. family so, who knows the patient so, best. Wait, so, yeah. so, hold on. So, so Dana, on one hand, um, Schieffer uh, compares uh, the, the gun debate to Hitler and Osama bin Laden. Bette Miller says it's Reagan's fault. Robert Redford said, okay, I don't know. Stop. So, so I remember this period, and it it's actually did begin in the 60s, long before Reagan. And it began and, it, and got into full steam. And again, by the way, there was lots of lead in the in, in the uh, there was a lot of tetraethyl lead that was in the environment during this era. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that were locked up in insane asylums. We had a bunch of them. To, they were all closed uh, it, during Reagan's uh, uh, administration. But this was a liberal initiative. It was the liberals who were breaking down the wall saying, these places are horrible, they're torturing people. And then the book in 1962, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, yeah, came out. Excellent and, movie. And then became a movie in the early 70s. And that shut the door on the whole idea that we should be locking people up left and right. But this was all, there wasn't one conservative in the country that was for this. And Reagan just went along with it because he's in a, in, a, in a liberal state in California when he was governor. He essentially shut down half of the places. And all the liberals, not to make this a dichotomous uh, complaint, but all the liberals were applauding it. And now they're blaming him. I mean... Make up your mind, people, on what side of the fence you want to be on with anything that goes on out there. Done. Juicy fruit. My favorite kind. Hey, 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 hey. How about that? Anyway. So well, I, um, it, it, I, I find it fascinating um, that... Uh, that, it, and that I have some more backup material about what is really happening here uh, because we are... are all of our um, rights and privacy and you know basic things are are being so violated. I mean, like there's a like a big huge tree trunk is is reaming us from behind, while we're all being distracted with this like you know can it have a pistol grip bull crap? Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean this this is I know that one still cracks me. This up. is this is this is a big have big. Have you joke. heard of the re- rationale for that? Uh, no, what we actually it? had a clip where it was suggested. No, what is it? Well, the pistol grip keeps the uh, keeps the gun from riding. Uh, so you when can you're firing aim, in semi-automatic mode, it starts lifting on you. Yeah. Well, how come shotguns in uh, that they do skeet shooting with don't have that then? Well, because you're shooting one shot at a time. Uh, well, actually, when you're shooting traps, you can shoot two or three shots off. Yeah, not two. Well, no, I, I, when you, no you can the, have you can do you don't have to use a side by side or an over and under. I think I've, have, I think I've seen the competitions where the over and under guys reload, don't they? Haven't I? Have I am I imagining that? Maybe I'm imagining. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think I think I think I've seen I think that. In, I think in a, in a technical competition, I think you can only have two sh- two shells. I think I don't, I don't know. I've shot uh, skeet and I've shot traps. But yeah. I had a side by side, so I was uh, reloading all the time. I didn't. Right. I don't know what the rules are. So let me uh, wrap up this thing with this uh, this woman, and of course, this is uh, the the culmination of the conversation. Is you know really what we're talking about here? You know, if your doctor can, uh, uh, and I'm going to tell you exactly who who the the doctor will report you to. If your doctor can report on you being an unsafe person, 
then you know, uh, then there's a discussion here to be had about your privacy versus uh, safety of uh, the citizens in general. Briefly, Dr. Joshi, of course, at the same time, there's all this uh, need to, to find these people and, and to identify them and to let authorities know. I love this. we got to find them, John. we got to root them out. we got to get the crazies, the ones who are going to snap at any moment. It could be my neighbor. You know, again, as I said earlier, it's, it's sort of walking a fine line, uh, uh-huh. you know, balancing the, uh-huh. the individuality and the privacy of the of the of the patient and at the same time uh you know keeping uh, f- uh, folks safe did you hear it he's no bomb about folks safe. oh yeah keeping folks sa- so this is it keeping folks safe versus privacy of the individual patient so i think we have to be deliberate we have to be thoughtful about how we proceed um and um uh, we will have to see how best to really uh, identify at the same time be able to provide services. But uh, my, my sense is uh, before we even get to the point of severe aggression in some of these youngsters, hopefully we can catch it early so it doesn't get to that point. Catch it early. Catch it early. Severe aggression. Yeah, catch Most it of early. today's kids, are, the boys are all wearing dresses. <laughs> oh, John, you sound like an old man when you say that. <laughs> the bo- the boys sorry. are not wearing I, I dresses. I apologize to all the boys yeah, out there. Yeah, the like boys are not not wearing dresses. Anyway, <clears throat> to wrap this up, um, uh, President Obama really only uh, put in a couple of presidential memoranda, and um, the one that is interesting is the Improving Ability of Relevant Executive Branch Records to the National Instant Criminal Background Check System Memorandum for the Heads of Executive Departments and Agencies. Now, this is the NICS, and this is glossed over. In fact, I glossed over it as well, thinking, ah, oh, that's just... You know, it's just something. Uh, and I, you know, so when you buy a gun, then someone calls up the NICS and they check and see if you're, uh, you know, if, if you're not wanted. Well, let me tell you, this is the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. And this is not just, this is the list, John. This is the list of all lists. And as a part of the new memoranda, the president is asking for new measures that I'm going to get the wordage here. Okay, there's a couple of points here. Uh, new measures for the relevant records possessed by any agency that can be shared. Number of those records submitted to the databases accessible by the NICS. Okay, so the NICS is not one system, not one database. It's a database that connects to other databases from other agencies. So this is going to be like the like your FICA score. In fact, it'll probably be connected to your FICA score. Uh, Efforts made to increase the percentage of relevant records possessed by the agency that are submitted to the database. Database. The database. I got a database. Accessible by the NICS. uh, For agencies, agencies that make qualifying educations related to the mental health of a person, the measures put in place provide notice and programs for relief from disabilities as required under the NIAA. So the important part of what I just read there is that the agencies, and I'm going to give you the list of the agencies, uh, Department of Defense, Health and Human Services, Transportation, Veteran Affairs, Homeland Security, Social Security Administration, Office of Personnel Management and Management and Budget, I don't know what they're doing there, or any other agencies such as the chair may designate, they will be able to make adjudications, what's the word? Adjudications. Is that the word? 
Yes. Adjudication. Adjudication. uh, um, I, I looked it up for you. Formal judgment or decision about a problem or disputed matter. They'll be able to make adjudications about your mental health and put that on your record, which can then be accessed by the Social Security Administration. This is the this this needs to be fought, people. This is this is what's bad. So wait a minute. So you're telling me from what you've uncovered. And I wonder why they, why you were mispronouncing that because earlier it didn't make any sense in the sentence, but I thought it might be some new usage. Um, you're telling me that any of these agencies can have can access this file, this Skynet file, <laughs> yeah, and put in there this guy's nuts. They can tag, yeah, they can exactly. That's so it. you get you get some 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 a hole that works in some agency, any Department of Education, yes. Yes. And he's got a hard on for you. He just thinks you know that you should be. He doesn't like you. This guy's impossible to work with, and he's he's an, he's an a hole, and he's probably insane. And put yeah, could yes. put that right in there. Yes. Huh. Yes. He can make tell a- Mimi about this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? She's always yelling at people. So when she, when she deals with agency, she gets hot. Well, oh, oh, really? Uh, smoking yeah, hot. she chews them out. She gets hot, uh, baby. Um, well, so you know the obvious. So you, so you yell at some guy over the phone, and the next thing you know, you're considered criminally insane. Uh, no, how about you just post something stupid on Facebook? That's a that's a data, that's a database. Oh yeah, that goes straight into it. It's connected. It's all connected. This is. What, I've always been telling people, you know, why do you get, you know, it's like. Especially the youngest generation that seems to care less about, you know, they don't, because they're not educated on the importance of privacy and our own history of the country. And so they, they, so they become extremely careless about themselves. And they, you'll see a whole page of Flickr images of somebody who's plastered, drunk, yeah. and then grabbing women's breasts and, and, and having his tongue sticking out and making all these silly faces, and he thinks that's hilarious. Or she, a lot of women. Yeah, she, yeah. And then you go, and if you're like, do, 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 do due diligence on employment, you look and you find their pictures, and you go, I'm not hiring this guy. But if it gets worse than that, and these things get permanently put into a record, run by the government, this is, how does anybody think this is good? So here's the, the final one. Uh, so they're putting together, of course, the NICS Consultation and Coordination Working Group. And this is to ensure adequate agency input in the guidance required of this memorandum for subsequent decisions about whether an agency possesses relevant records and determinations concerning the in- records to be input and provided to the NICS. So they are, it's a call, it's a, it's a come to Jesus, all hands on deck, all hands meeting. Yeah. And everyone has to bring their data bass. And we're all going to say, what do you got? Well, uh, I got, uh, I see, I've got the DUI records. Good. Hey, all right. Well, let's connect that up. All right. What do you got over there? Well, uh, you know, I got, uh, let's see what I got. Uh, I, I got this thing from Facebook. Oh, very good. Let's connect that to the data bass. Very good. Bring it all together. The working group shall convene regularly and is needed to allow for consultation and coordination between the Department of Justice and agencies affected by the Attorney General's implementation, including with respect to the guidance required by Section 1A. Okay. Well, can I interject here? Yeah. 
uh, knowing how having worked inside a government agency and knowing how things generally work anyway, especially with this, as we listen to these clips that we've been listening to today, mm-hmm. where you still you start hearing that that uh, better to be safe than sorry yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That would say within an agency that would mean well you know this we don't think this is relevant put it in anyway exactly it's Just better to be safe than up. sorry safe than better safe than sorry and you end up with uh, these humongous dossiers because you know hard di- I I can buy a four terabyte myself four terabyte hard disk at Costco for less than one hundred and fifty bucks four terabytes so the government has got so many you know they got so the file space is unlimited. So just load it up with everything you can. And so when you have to look someone up, you can probably find something in there to, to condemn them. Are you sure you're not a Fed? <laughs> just kidding. So the way I do it. Yep. Anyway, everybody. So uh, this is uh, what we do. This is the No Agenda podcast, sometimes known the as. Best podcast in the universe. Where you will not hear analysis like this anywhere else. If you do, please send me a link. Send me a link to wherever you're hearing this type of analysis. And if you think it's bullcrap, send me that link too. Wait, that would be a link to ourselves. That would be kind of bad. Yeah, it's fine. We'll yeah. listen. Yeah. Um, we call it uh, our value for value model. Uh, in order for us to continue doing this, it takes a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of work goes into it, a lot of clipping. And uh, the only way that we can really uh, succeed in this model is if we do not uh, bring on advertisers, and uh, we've chosen not to do that, and therefore we ask for your help. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on no agenda. He might be a Fed. So we start with some uh, thank yous to uh, some of our donors for today's show. 480, which I thought would get a bigger response, which yeah. is 480 is kind of a cool number. Eight's, you know, half no, a four. No. Half a eight. Suck. Anyway, James Ward in London, 150 bucks. Have a big interview Friday. Need a sha- bit of sh- jobs karma. Oh, uh, hold on, uh, Jobs. Sorry, I, w- I was a little behind there. Uh, my mouse is from You're like the butcher who backed into the meat grinder and got a little behind in his work. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You've got karma. Daniel Sens in Spring, Texas. Nice town. 100 bucks uh, from your N.A. cellist. Oh, Hey, we you know, uh, we could use a couple of we could use some some cello hits. <laughs> yeah, we need some ch- some uh, some celli uh, some some cello hits. Cello hits. Cello hits. That's right. Hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing cello hits with Dvorak. Shut up, man. Yeah, we could use some cello hits. You got a little recorder, you know, blah 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 blah, or some anything. You could have a bunch of. We can have a whole little slew, a little. <laughs> Punch up of cello hits. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Anything. He would like to request a shut up science followed by a quick and syncopated way of by uh, way syncopated oh, way by it. a science and a fiscal. So he wants shut I, up science, science mm-hmm. and fiscal cliff probably with the karma. But he wants it uh, syncopated, which is you know requires my musician skills. Shut up already. Science. 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 Right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Single that was good. That was that was actually a uh, <laughs> a keeper. He didn't ask for any karma. No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, Greg Sizemore. 
in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Uh, thanks for the great show. He just wants a karma shot. You've got karma. Another hundred dollars from Sir Kelly in Charlotte, North Carolina. Soon to be Sir Shern. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Soon to be Sir Herbie. Sir Herbie thinks has hijacked Sir Jake's laptop to donate because he listens to. Please give one dollar to Adam and ninety nine to John. <laughs> Get it? How come? Yeah. How come we didn't get a lot of sleep last night? What happened? Oh, I don't know. I had. Uh, I have no no idea. I got. I ended up. Yeah. Were you restless? Go ahead. Just talk to me. No, talk no. To me. I, I was staying up late, and then I all of a sudden I was I was downloading some. I had a piece of music that I wanted to edit. Uh huh. And then I found my old clip. You know, I have all. I used to do all those interludes, but then I found this clip I've been working on for a couple of years. Where I've uh, take this is now you're gonna just think I'm nuts. No, no, hold on. Let me let me just hold on one second. So first of all, we're learning a lot here. We're learning that uh, you have been working on a clip for a number of years. I mean, you are the Van Gogh of clippage right now, my friend. And it's a clip. And, and you and you and in the middle of the night, I just I just want everyone to have the visual. John is hunched over. He's got his green visor on with the with the one single lamp on the bureau. He's editing. Okay. Okay. I'm, so I'm into it. I took the song. I took the song uh, "Surfer Bird" <laughs> from from the Trashmen. You mean about the bird, 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 about the bird? Yeah. Well, in the middle of that song, they they and then they start singing. Right. 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 Papa Umamau. Yeah. Um Papa Umamau. So I took the thing and I took and I and I slipped that out and actually put the Papa Umamau song in. And then took it halfway through, and then I cut into the middle of that, and started it started cutting into the middle of these songs and dropping other songs, half of other songs in. You're, and then I'm coming out the other side. You're doing a mashup. Well, it's, it's a kind of a it's an interesting uh, A B C D E E D C B A. So it ends with Surfer Bird. Anyway, it's, I, I, my it's God, I can't wait to hear this. When is it? Well, the problem is when does it drop? When 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 does your uh, your new uh, joint drop, yo? <laughs> so, so the problem with this thing is is that it's so long that I mean you start playing with this thing at at like twelve and you're just like one thirty before because you got to listen to it so you can get the right moments because you got the, the, when you start to do these medleys. If you, if you, in fact, there's it's a medley. It's a on. mashup medley. I love so it. When I have this one with a whole bunch of little intros, and then I got this one spot I can't clean it up. I, it's in other words, everything sounds like it fits, except for this right in the middle of it. There's this one little thing where I can't quite get the timing right, so that it's, it just jerks. You know, it's just like some talks, and then it doesn't sound good. No, I know, but it's. A, can I ask you a question? Keeps you up to that. Is night. there? Uh, um, what is the the ultimate destination for this fine product you're creating? <laughs> Is it just? Yeah. I, I'm just doing it for the love of the music. No, that's great. It's great. Were yes. you, is, do you, is it? Uh, is it listenable yet? Can you send me something so I can? I can send you some stuff. I'd love to. I mean, you know, you know, uh, Come on, this is awesome. Yeah. And by I'll the way, you, I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll do it as a CD for you. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm. Th I'm thinking that you know, there's some commerce in here. I think there's commerce in some of this stuff. Yeah, I agree. All right. And meanwhile, Sizzy in Toronto, Ontario, sent us ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents, referring. To her, him or herself as Sizzy. Uh, there you go. Exactly. A Gitmo Nation lockout over donation for last show's real-time demonstration of creeping the art of checking out chicks. 
<laughs> we were creeping, weren't we? <laughs> we were with Clarissa. Oh, right. Okay. Whole, yeah. Kudos <laughs> for the use of the Google Plus, LinkedIn, and other social media to peep Clarissa. <laughs> for the next level research, try the horizontal creep. Checking out her likes, friends, or employers to get at other pictures of her. Just hilarious. <laughs> well, we did that. Shut up. It's science due to the head, little girl. Yay, karma. <laughs> shut up already. It's science. Yay! You've got karma. <laughs> and that was kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> I think I didn't even think of it at the time. The creepy people. We were, we were creeping. We were creeping on that girl. They're creeping on the show. That's why we didn't get any donations. Planet ah, Earth Radio no. sent us uh, $99 from Parsons, Tennessee. I could not find a note. Hmm. Um, Eon Larson in Auckland, ninety six ninety six in the morning. Josiah and Aiden. Aiden, I take this opportunity to donate to the best podcast in the universe and would request that you credit it to the sixty nine sixty nine segment. Why? Because... I hit my wife in the mouth the other day and got so energetic in my discussion that she said to me, if you are getting so wound up by listening to these two jerks, you should probably stop listening. So I decided to donate 96.96 because after that pronouncement, she ain't getting lucky and we are (laughs) sticking back to back. Good for you. Hey, you know, I I don't know. You got to be careful, you know. Yeah, well, we'll see. Come on, man. You you got to ease your 26th anniversary on the 24th. Flowers would help. So I figured I'd donate to you guys instead of buying her a gift. (laughs) This, This is not a good strategy. That will teach her to disparage the best podcast in the universe. <laughs> he says, the uh, gift that keeps on giving is no agenda. Considering Pato P- P- Bear, <laughs> when you are playing the jingles, don't eat me Hillary Clinton. And it's almost too delicious to believe if your supposition that Hillary is a lesbian are true. And then that sequence takes on a slightly sinister perspective when a young girl's voice pleads not to be eaten. Please. Uh, and that's Jeremy. Uh, happy. Right. No wonder his wife is is mad at him. Yeah, you got to ease ease her into it, my friend, and she'll get there. Jer- yeah, Jeremy Johnson in Port Angeles, Washington, comes in with eighty eight, eighty eight. Uh, I Juan Carlos and Mabel. That's our uh, international ham donation, eighty eight, eighty eight. Please send a slide whistle to Sir Greg Birch, our dentite knight. For- <laughs> Hitting me in the mouth at my last dental appointment. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's great. That is great. Especially when a dentist does it. Yeah, because what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you know, you ought to listen to the show. You, you've ever heard of these guys? <laughs> well, no, there's a, it's Adam and John. <laughs> Oliver Reich in South San Francisco. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go again. 69! 69! Did not find a note. Oh. But oh, that's Oliver. a bummer. Huh. Sam, Sir Sam Lung again from uh, Toronto, 6969. Keep up the great work, Kingdom and Mouth, especially these trying times. Looking for some little, some parliament yay, followed by a little girl yay for my smoking hot girlfriend who has an audition for the symphony. We have a lot of musicians listening to the show. Well, musicians uh, know where it's at. Uh, hold on a second. Talking so, about Surfer Bird. 
<laughs> so he wants a parliament mumble, yay, little girl, yay, karma. Is that it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because she's looking for a job. Okay. Yay! <laughs> I, I don't have enough slots in the jingle player anymore for all these combos that have to second, be made. Uh, you need a second. Uh, I need a, an assistant is what I need. Can you imagine? Or, you know. Baron von Pelsmacher's uh, hey. in, uh, in Belgium, France. Uh, <laughs> ITM, Laurel and Hardy. Belgium, France. <laughs> Sadly, I need to reserve some money to pay for the new castle. But nevertheless, I want to express once again my appreciation for a fantastic series of recent shows that had me laughing a lot. The absolute Good. best thing to do under the circumstances that bedevil me. And what better way to do that than to help with the swazzle enough streak alive, keep it alive. I understand there's talk of getting a fantastic Lizzie, the fantastic Lizzie at Damehood, and I want to be more than happy to donate any of my recent contributions toward this, and she is more than deserving. Please give her some of her own little girl yay and a massive dose of karma as well. Lizzie Jebent Gewelding. Geweldig. Very good. Gewelda. Can you imagine, so you know, Lizzie's going to become a dame. And she's and I could just see it like, what is this pin? What is this crap? What is this damehood that you speak of? She's not going to want it. She's she's, she's just going to be completely no, blasé I think about she'd it. Be very happy and pleased. Oh, okay. Well, I hope so too. There. Wow! You've got karma. Bradley Carrier, Lexington, Michigan, sixty nine, sixty nine, been a. In a rut for a few months now, I decided it's time to shake off my bad mojo, and there's no better way to do that than by donating to the best podcast in the universe. Can I get some karma and a Don't Eat Me Hillary to help me get back to being a productive slave? By the way, I would have loved to see the looks on the TSA agent's faces when Adam yelled, (laughs) Just go through the slave scanner! (laughs) They were actually kind of cool about it for some reason. I don't know. (laughs) It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. I'm sorry. That was uh, the wrong one. This is the one you wanted. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton! You've got karma. You got a bonus there. Jessica Blevins in Tampa, Florida. I could not find a note from Jessica. But she came in with 69.69. I'm sure she has a story to tell. David Eckersley in Yallingup, Yallingup, Western Australia, 69.69. That's it. 69! 69, dude! He says, I don't need the getting laid karma, but I could definitely do with some house selling karma instead. Anyone after an Aussie Aussie property bargain on the outskirts of Perth, that could be us. Mm Mm-hmm. Check out makeanoffer.com.au. Oh, let's take a look at that while the karma plays. You've got karma. Let's take a look. Makeanoffer.com.au. Let's see. What do we get? We get... Oh! You know, we should move our operation so we're in the south hemisphere during the winter and the north hemisphere during the summer like birds have you have you seen this place perth no. hills best kept secret hidden away on 21 acres but still within the perth metropolitan area is this wonderful european country home that reminds most who visit it of tuscany or provence surrounded by a parkland setting this rammed earth home is unique in every way and has and it's a dirt hut 
and is featured in both Bell Magazine. Hold on a second. This looks fucking beautiful, man. Why don't you move there? You know, it's very hard to get a... Um, Work Very, permit in Australia. Yeah, you, you, it's a nice place. Yeah, this uh, does look like a Tuscan. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's very pretty. Oh my god! Well, I hope you sell it. It looks very. It's rammed earth. How do they, how do they do that? Ram and earth. It just looks like it's made out of wood. Mm. Roger Ramjet. He's your man. Ram and earth. Yes, he can. Good. Okay. Well, you got your karma. Hope it works. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Above nice all. view, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Justin Robinson in Colorado Springs, 6611, double sixes on the sticks. Okay, I'm not sure if my first donation went through. I donated yesterday, and the funds have not left my bank. We just moved, and the address on my PayPal doesn't make my, match my bank records. Not sure if it prevented from going through, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this should be a donation for his wife, Elisa Robinson, turning 24 today. This one, didn't we do this one? I'm pretty sure we did. I remember uh, that came oh, in this at the one, last minute. This is minute. the one that came through. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, Lisa. We, we did put that her, last we, show. We, well, we put her on the list, but I don't know if we... We didn't repeat this. Yeah. He's giving my brother, Sean, and his girlfriend, Alara, Alara automobile karma. Oh, that's what... He, okay, he needs right. a, automobile karma. A hey, citizen, two to the head. Um, Anything but, else? Yeah. Okay. There uh, you go. Back to uh, the mashups. All right. There you go. For some reason, that clip sometimes doesn't want to fire properly. Hey, citizen. You've got karma. Actually, I like that one. Hey, citizen, with the with the gunshots. Yeah. Hey, citizen. I haven't seen that comment. Yeah, it does yeah, sound like, Hey, buddy. Boom, and then they shoot you. <laughs> it's not buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, folks. Folks. <laughs> Gene Paul Krishner, whose note I cannot find. Hey, folks. I looked. 5555. Robert Hall in Phoenix, Arizona. 5555. Dear Judd and Atom, thanks for keeping it real. Can I please get a shut up at science fiscal cliff scream? Rob, the American cubicle dweller in Helizona. Shut up already. It's science. <laughs> Stephen Nelson in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. 51 to double nickels on the dime. Robert Luke, Sandy, Utah, double nickels on the dime. This is Shittison 2K on G+. I can't really say I like Google+. It's more like their version version of facelift. <laughs> I'm a geek in the mold of Adam's background, but I'm here to support my hero, my hero, John C. Dvorak. I have followed him for near 30 hero years. Hero of the stupid. I make no excuses as to my reasons. Imagines forever. Speaking of facelift, have you noticed the glasses Hillary Clinton is wearing? Ah, have you I'm noticed? Because I did too. I she comes out and she's wearing, and I I swear to God, I've looked at lots of pictures of her, and I've I don't ever remember her ever wearing glasses. Um, no, I've seen her wear reading glasses, but these are like there's like glasses. a con concave. There's like a whole fishbowl on the inside wrapping yeah. around her eye. It's almost like she has glasses over glasses. It's it's really crazy, and that of course is you know to uh, help strengthen the tissue from the uh, eye lift uh, that she had uh, during her so-called uh, bout in the hospital as she came out of the actual eye clinic. Um, yeah, and, she came out of the eye thing. Maybe she had LASIK surgery too. But also. Uh, her jowls. You obviously don't know what happened, but it's something. Mm, look at her jowls. 
she still has them. Mm, they're getting. No, I think that's. I think we're just looking at puffiness. This was phase one. I mean, it, she was looking pretty rough. I mean, just from a you know, as a plastic surgeon uh, assistant, you know, she was because my ex-wife, you know, had a lot of work done. Um, she. This is a multi-phase approach. In uh, in about three months from now, she's going back in. Now there won't be a whole news story and everything. Uh, but she is going back in about three months. Well, as soon as she quits the job, because you know what was supposed to happen is Susan Rice was supposed to, you know, there's supposed to be more focus on her, and there were supposed to be uh, hearings and Senate select, whatever, you know. And she she scheduled with the right guy. She just could not get out of it. Interesting that uh, the day after the inauguration is when she's supposed to testify about Benghazi. On Tuesday mm-hmm. is when she's supposed to testify, and, and the news will be nothing about. Yeah, this is what the ball was like. And here was the president and the first lady at the other ball. And here, oh, look at their dancing. And there's Bianchi singing for them. Oh, it's so lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's so fantastic. Michelle Obama, by the way. God, she's she looks good. She she does this Hollywood. Miss Mickey was saying that. She is the height of fashion. She is Vogue magazine right now. It's, it's I think, the first time ever we've had a first lady that is literally pushing fashion. Man, Jackie Kennedy had a lot of influence. All right, let's go. Robert Stokes, mid uh, Midlothian, Texas. Double nickels on the dime. Thanks for what you guys do. I'm saying a prayer for you two today. Oh, can I say it? Sure. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 1 Peter, 1, uh, 3 to 4. Okay. Isn't that what, uh, what, the, what the guy... You would actually be a good preacher. You got oh. good, you get the right voice. I lift up the my hill. My, okay, let me try this. I lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. He that shall keep with me, so the sun okay, shall not okay. burn me by day. The moon shall not burn right. thee by night. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what are you? You got a problem with me uh, doing yeah. Psalm 121? What are you, atheist? <laughs> you got a problem with that? Yeah. Kevin Lacombe in Port Orchard, Washington, 5369. I've been a douchebag since the Twit episode when JCD first talked about doing No Agenda. Please de-douche me. I hit Joe Lack's ITM, but he's still a douche. <laughs> Give him hell and a douchebag. Douchebag. You forced me to donate because now I hear things like when the president said on gun health control, there will be <laughs> pundits and politicians that and special interest lobbies publicly warning of a tyrannical all-out assault on Liberty Six. Not because that's true, but because they want to gin up fear or higher ratings for or revenues for themselves. My head tilted to the side when I heard, not because that's true. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Words do matter. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch it either. Jeez, that's a one. That Wait a really, minute. Not, there will be not, pundits not and politicians and special interest lobbyists publicly. Want, I, did we really miss that, Dvorak? Uh, that's embarrassing. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, continue. I, I'm going to look that up. Keep too. up the good work, uh, John and Adam. You're the best podcast in the universe, that's for sure. Can I have two to the head, little girl? Yay. Karma or just two to the head? Well, if he wanted de douching, that's what he wanted. You've been de douched. Wow!
Well, well, you look up that. I'll continue with Paul Lindquist in Hammond, Wisconsin, 5115. Followed by Sir Scott in Herndon, Virginia. And all he wants is a shut up at Science Karma for me to grab for first grad school and other personal endeavors. Okay, I'm ready. Hit it. Hey, it's misfiring. What happened? Oh my God, it's broken. Shut up already. Science. <laughs> You've got karma. Uh, Olivia Guerra. By the way, it was gray-haired Obama who who they inaugurated. I've got this video on C-SPAN. Okay, well, the other guy will be the other one. <laughs> Round Rock, Texas, 50 bucks. My husband and I are the huge fans. Oh. My husband and I, uh-huh. she says. Uh-huh. Now, you other guys, you know, uh-huh. are huge fans. You're obviously doing something wrong. Today is his birthday, and he will be listening. So, happy birthday, Dougie Fresh. Aww. Love sugar tits. No. <laughs> Who says? Really? <laughs> Mark Giddens, Bainbridge Island. Simon Horn in Carindale, Queensland. Sir Mike Westerfield in Parts Unknown. And Kyle Bauer in Worcester, Ohio. Also, I'll get 50 bucks without comment. That'll be our donation segment for today's show 480. We want to remind you to go to Dvorak.org slash NA. Please help us for show 481. We're head towards show 500, which should be a big deal. Also, uh, channeldvorak.com slash NA and noagendanation.com and noagendashow.com should have some place you can click and get to the donation button. I'm almost there. Not because that's true. Let's see. No results found. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place. I I would be blown away because... Yeah, I would be stunned that we didn't uh Pundits, right? That. Pundits, 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 pundits is the key word here. Or pundits. You're doing pundits. You want to just do it not because... Oh, how do, how do you spell pundits? Pundits. P-U and pun, like pun. Hey, pundits, like D-I-T-S. Yeah, how so come... So people that, do puns and Yeah, well, I must not be in the right one then. Uh, East Room, talk... We'll look it up. Rest. We'll look it up. Yeah, this, that's really bugging me. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. I can't believe that we actually missed that one. My God. Well, you know, this is this is what our show is about. This is why our listeners are producers, and this is why you support the program, and you really need to get on the stick, yo. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Sure, we've done it, but you know, it doesn't hurt doing it twice. Justin Robinson congratulates his wife, Elisa, turns 24 today. Olivia Guerra says, Happy birthday to her hubby, Dougie Fresh, and the Get Fresh crew. And Jeremy Johnson's brother, Blake, celebrates along with Forrest Mulcahy, who congratulates Joe Graceffo. <laughs> Happy birthday from all your friends here, the best podcast in the universe. And as you'd already guessed, uh, no, uh, no nightings, no nightings. Sorry to say, nothing. Be that as it may, nothing going on. Nothing going on but the rent. Well, there is something going on. I want to ask you if I'm going to do an ask. I'm just ask you a question. A simple question. What major film festival is going on as we speak? Uh, Is it the Cannes Film Festival? No, is it you the, know this. Is it uh, Sundance? 
It's funny you should say that because that's probably the answer I'd give. But the real one I have, it's the Hindu Film Festival uh, in Bollywood. And here's a red carpet report from the film festival. Oh, do you have to be a part of this red carpet report or we just have our our, uh, our reporter standing by? I think by? our reporter will be there on the spot for Raf us. Kashyap, Varun Dhawan and Ayushman Khurana each looking dapper than the other. <laughs> Here's what they shared at the event. Filmfare Award always says that it's the most prestigious award to win because it's an archived award. It's been going on for years. Nearly 60 years of Filmfare has happened. So it's a very special award. It's a very important award. इस साल बहुत अलग-अलग किस्म की फिल्में चली हैं, चाहे वो कहानी विकी डोनर क्यों ना हो, या फिर एक एकता टाइगर, या दबंग जिन्होंने बहुत झूम मचाया है बॉक्स ऑफिस पे, हर किस्म की फिल्म चली है, बहुत सारा नया टैलेंट आया है, जिस तरह मैंने भी लॉन्च किया था अपने फिल्म द्वारा Second half of show. Somehow, somewhere along the line, while you were in between mashing up songs from 1932, you somehow thought that it would be funny to mock the second half of the show with um, and and mock the entire nation of India, India. Yeah, well, you know, that was pretty funny. They don't uh, contribute to the show at all. <laughs> they really don't. Um, not second half material necessarily, but something that you actually tweeted. And this is funny, just to show, so, you, so people who are new to the program know how it works. Um, we never uh, speak outside of the program. There's only two times. We might speak like three seconds before the show starts, um, uh, but we always have a kind of a post-mortem after the show where, you know, we're like, eh, what do we do? You know, okay, how do we, what do we think? Yeah, about this, about that. It usually consists of John saying, don't say this, you should never do this. <laughs> This is bullcrap. It's exactly what it is. Because yeah, I have never have anything negative to say about you, ever. Ah! Ever. <laughs> ever. And then uh, and then we choose the art. And then and then he and then we choose the title, which usually goes John going, I got nothing. <laughs> That's not true either. <laughs> Come on. No, I, I say you know, here's what it is. I write down about thirty titles and then I read them off and go, That stinks. That's no good. Nah. Sucks. No, I don't no, say that. No, I don't nah, say that. No, no, no. And then it's like, that's it? <laughs> okay. So after the, uh, and sometimes there will be a topic that just comes up and we'll talk about it. And after Thursday's show, this uh, patent came up that is uh, uh, being discussed uh, on uh, on other shows uh, about pod and and, and I, ju I just wanted to say a few things because it's getting a little bit out of control and you know I got to hit everybody in the mouth on this um and uh, so you tweet so what's funny is you tweeted and said we talked about it on Thursday's show I thought like, we did no we talked about it right after about it. that's the whole problem is is we talked about it after the show. This well, is that's what why, that's one of our theories is why we shouldn't you. be talking about it. That's why ever. we sh exactly which is the big mistake. So that's why I want to bring it up now and see in you know because I've, I've I dove back right. into it. Okay, okay. so what's no, going on? Here? I'm giving you the floor. There's a, well, I need your input. There's a company called Personal Audio, and uh, they have uh, filed suit against Ace Broadcasting. That is the uh, the the broadcasting network, the podcasting network that uh, uh, Adam Carolla, I guess, Adam he, Carolla Entertainment. 
Yes, I, I, I guess he owns it. Uh, I don't know if he has partners. I don't know. Well, he had partners, and then he fired him, and now they're suing him too. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, he's under. He's got two suits going on. Interesting side note. We'll talk about that. No, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Um, but also, HowStuffWorks.com. And um, I read the complaint, and the complaint basically says, we have this patent, 8.112.504, and as a part of that patent, um, we feel that our rights have been infringed upon. And their main patent, they not the, the the 504, they have a couple of patents. By the way, the inventors, people say, they did patent trolls, patent trolls. Let me just read you. I mean, no one has actually taken the time to read anything. I can tell from how Leo's talking, how Corolla's talking, and no one has actually looked at what's going on. The personal audio system was designed by Jim Logan, Dan Gusling, and Charles Call. Jim Logan, a serial entrepreneur, had previously been the founder and CEO of Microtouch Systems, Inc. Just stop me if you heard any of this, John, if if you know these companies. A public company that by 1996 had grown to become the world's largest manufacturer of touchscreen systems. So not not necessarily a patent troll. Logan is a named inventor on 39 U.S. patents, some of which became the basis for another company he founded, GoToIt Media. Uh, subsequently licensed patents to Universal Music, Cisco, Motorola, and others before being sold, and um, et cetera, et cetera. So they have, um, uh, their, one of their patents, is uh, the 504 patent, is licensed. They came up with it in nine, 1996, but they incorporated this personal audio in 2011 or 2012. So it's not like this is a new patent that all of a sudden popped up. This has been a patent from 1996. And these guys at the time, I guess, were smart enough to say, hey, you know, we should patent uh, the idea of a playlist. Um, and, you know, like it or not, th- that, that's the patent system. You can, you can patent that. And it's very detailed. And they patented at the same time a system where you have episodic content and it's stored on a server and commercials are inserted. Hello, does this, does this ring a bell with anyone? And then you have a player on the other end, which is why they mainly have licensed their technology to companies that make players like Apple and, uh, you know, some of these other companies that actually have hardware. And, uh, for a, uh, a, a system that consists of the server, and a client, which uh, essentially you could maybe make an argument that a Flash player that knows who you are when you log into a site and says, hey, there's a new episode here, you should go uh, get this. It's arguable that that would fall underneath their patent. Now, they have put out a a memo about podcasting, and I just want to uh, read a bit of this so you understand why it might relate to pod, or why they're trying to make it sound like podcasting. So this patent that they have, they say, today, podcasts typically take the form of an industry standard RSS or Atom compliant file whose URL is stored by the client player device when the user subscribes to the podcast. By 2013, it's expected that more than 39 million users will listen to podcasts. Personal Audio's 1996 precursor to podcasting so they're not saying that they invented it. They're not saying they have a patent on it. Their precursor is described and claimed in personal audio in their 504 patent. And an additional pending divisional application, both of which are entitled System for Disseminating Media Content Representing Episodes in a Serialized Sequence. So seeing as the complaint that they have filed against um, what people are calling 
podcasters, I'm sorry, HowStuffWorks.com, which is 50% of the people being sued, is not a podcaster, okay? So it's just not. That may, I think they are, this is just a trial balloon for this patent they have pending. They're trying to, they're trying to prove that they have a valid patent that has not been approved yet by taking someone who is going to be vocal and who is visible. The mistake people are making is by saying, they're going after podcasting. They're getting the guys at the top first and then they're going to, everyone's going to get fucked. No, <laughs> no. If they really were going to go after money, they would go to NPR, okay? That is the number one podcaster. I'm sorry. It is not a Twit tw tw Network. It is not Leo Laporte's thing. It is not Ace, Ace Broadcasting. It is NPR. And they have a lot of money. And these companies, and the government uh, sponsored ent enterprises, they license stuff very, very quickly. These guys are trying to prove something, and they're taking, they're, they're, they're kind of doing a good job. They're taking an easy target, someone who doesn't have a lot of money, someone who, had, you know, there's no money to gain, and they're just going to try and prove through whatever Corolla has on his website and, and HowStuffWorks.com, which is not a podcaster. It's not a podcast, okay? It's a site that has some things that look similar. They're trying to make a case. They don't have a case. They're trying to make a case. That's what's going on here and nothing more. So this whole way, we've got to bond together. Podcasters united! Let's get a lawyer! No! <laughs> Are you insane? Who is that person in there with you? <laughs> <laughs> this is total insanity. There's supposed to be two of us doing this show. You yeah. got somebody in there screaming. And <laughs> hey, Dvorak, stop screaming. Uh, so, uh, well, here's one of the things that, you know, that these guys like to do, because I've been involved in, as an expert witness in a lot of these patent lawsuits over the years. I haven't done too much recently. I should. to keep getting donations like this. Um, <laughs> exactly. We should. We should be doing. We should be in this. In this racket. You, you get to. You know, the, the expert witness work is about. It's about uh, typically three hundred fifty dollars to five hundred dollars an hour, depending on what an hour. Yeah. Holy crap! Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, three fifty is what I. Charge, can I, can, but, may I just point and, out one thing, John? But when it comes to podcasting, do you think I could be an expert witness? Do I have some credibility? Yeah. Well, no. You'd be top of the top of the list. Thank of you. the of the of the expert witness, which you may be used for, but here's what the trick is. One of the things you learn when you do a lot of this stuff, and I don't do things for the money. Uh, I do them so I can learn about how the mechanism works, so then I, we can discuss it on this show. Uh, even though I didn't know about the show at the time. So anyway, one of the things these guys like to do is, if you you'll you can spot this when you deconstruct the final news story, is that uh, Adam Curl, Ace Entertainment, and whatever the name of this company is. Has come to an agreement. Exactly. I would see. This is why our show works because I do this, and then you give me the perfect. Continue. Comes to an agreement. Uh, details not disclosed. Exactly. We will be paying our patent fees for this thing. And what these guys like to do, and I've been told this by number of patent attorneys, is the old trick. It's the oldest trick in the book, as a matter of fact. You go out. Uh, and they, they'd like to do it with bigger companies than they have here. But you go out and you find some company, you, you show them that you're going to sue them, and they know they can beat you with forty grand. You say, you, we don't want to really want to sue you. What we want to do is we'll make, we, we want to come to an agreement, and you will license our technology. Yes. So, so, hey, so, can, I make, so we'll can, I, can I take it one step better? I'll bet you Corolla makes money out of the deal. Mm, that's rare. 
But anyway, it's just possible. He does know how to make money. But anyway, you, 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 you're going to be publicly licensed. So now in the future, they oh, Corolla licenses it, even though he's not paying anything. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or even Leo would be, they can make it two or three people involved in this. It's a, that's a quasi scam when you do it, but it's what you do. <laughs> oh no, what he's, you do. Licensing, he's licensing, he's licensing, we're suing you. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's really like, I mean, it, the whole thing is, it's, it's, it's like a smoke screen for, they, people should fight these things, but eh, I don't no, know. Because, anyway, because, because, you've no, seen but, terms not disclosed. But your point is you're, you're right on target because it, it's, it's the reverse, all right? And, I, and by the way, I think that this that they don't have a case at all. Um, and if they do, well, you know, then, okay, if you have a player or some crap like that, certainly if you, you, know, if you have a, a device, you know, you've got to pay a licensing fee. Okay, so what? You know, that's, that's what it is. Uh, we don't have to pay a license fee because I don't have a player. I don't have a flash player with episodes or anything. I just won't do it. You know, fine. Then you'll just have to go to my site and download it. You have to get a BitTorrent or whatever. Fine. You know, it's like we'll we'll work that out. It's what it is. You know, you don't want patents to work that way. Do something about it. Stop bitching and complaining about we're gonna, little whiny. Everyone's a little whiny bitch. That's 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 the biggest problem I have without having actually read the documentation and and their strategy. You're right. Is Try and get people to say, okay, because you watch, they'll fold, all of them. Yeah, we're licensing the technology. And then they go after the uh, NPR and BBC and the big guys, where the real money is. There's no real money in this. It was never intended to be real money. The Internet is not meant to be real money. Yeah, that's pretty much the deal. Yeah. So let's see how, how it shakes out. All right. We don't have a player. We don't have a playlist. We are players, though. We'd be oh, I mean, I have a playlist that my surfer bird thing. <laughs> now that, now that you can go to jail for. I mean, that's that's like that's, that's why like, it's private. I'm just doing it for my own amusement. That's like slashing Rembrandt's uh, paintings. You know, you, <laughs> cutting up the surfer cutting bird. Up surfer bird. Cutting up yeah. surfer bird, man. That's uh, that's not good. Um, I only have uh, two. Well, if we're technically still in second half. Which I think we are getting close to the end here. I'd like to play a clip of uh, Connecticut Governor Malloy. Connecticut Governor Malloy, uh, and these clips are now coming kind of after the fact. This is amazing. Just Sandy Hook is kind of a hobby now. Not not for the show. It's you know this this it, you know it's 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 going to be like nine eleven. You know you can go on forever. No one's ever. There's never going to be some big court trial and all the all the guilty are going to be hung this is not going to happen ever so i'm i'm kind of giving up on it but i do like to when when someone says words and you listen to them and they're just so clear what they're actually saying but you know but it's ignored it's interesting to me and entertaining here is the uh, governor malloy of connecticut uh right after the sandy hook a tragedy. Earlier today, a tragedy of unspeakable terms played itself out uh, in this community. Uh, Lieutenant Governor and I have been spoken to in, in an attempt that we might be prepared for something like this playing itself out in our state. Did you hear it? He said it twice. Played itself out? We have been spoken to. Oh, he's been spoken to. We have to. been spoken said, to that, that something like this might play out in our state. So who spoke to but, him? But play the whole clip again. Spoken to in, 
in an attempt that we might be prepared for something like this playing itself out in our state. I got it. it. You're right. I missed it. We have been spoken to that something like this might happen. Might play itself out in our state. Right. And that was also there was a uh, uh, right. I I thought we were not going to talk about this anymore. (laughs) The second half of the show. Come on. I get to do that. All right. The only other thing I I need to uh, do is um, uh, give you guys a little bit of mouth punching about this uh, event. (laughs) What was that, John? You know what that was? It was a girl fight in the New York subways? Yes, exactly. No, that was the... uh, um, the Bulgarian uh, political party leader uh, who was on stage and the dude came up and tried to shoot oh, him in the head. tried to shoot him and then the gun misfired. Right. So, Coincidentally. What, do you, what do you think that's about? Well, let me think. Pipelines. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I would like you to go to europipes.curry.com, E-U-R-O-P-I-P-E-S.curry.com, uh, while I read you the most recent headline, Bulgaria pulls out of controversial oil pipeline project. <laughs> so this is the Burgos Alexandrupolis oil pipeline, um, which is very important to uh, the Russians. <laughs> and it's uh, and it's these guys who literally it's the you know the relatively new political party who have come in and all of a sudden they said, hey, you know, screw you, we're not going to do this pipeline. Uh, you know, and then uh, get out of here. So I, I question whether the gun was meant to fire at all. You can rig a gun easy enough not to fire. I have a, I have a feeling it was, uh, it was just a little message. Well, the, if you saw the pictures of the guy, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy got up on stage and and got over to the guy and had the gun at him for a really long time. Yeah. And in normal yeah. situations, I mean, if this was an American situation. Their snipers would have taken that guy out long before he even got the gun close right, to the other right, guy. Right, right, right. So this is not right. This yeah. whole thing, looked, it, it, I, I was very skeptical about this, too. But, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, well, they, they learned their lesson. They, and then they probably they left a message, hey, remember Poland? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got the whole government if yeah. you guys don't play ball. Yeah. Plan- and, by the way, nobody's the wiser. That's right. So I have an end of show clip if you want to play it. Well, I was just going to finish this up if you if you don't mind. Oh, okay. Well, there's so, more. I, I know you didn't go to it, but bookmark europipes.curry.com. It is the best map I've seen yet. It's a beauty. Of, oh, of all of the pipelines. Uh, and if you see, central to that map is Baku. It's right smack. The, the map is almost built around Baku. Yeah. Uh, who have now also uh, greenlit the TNAP pipeline to Europe through Turkey. Um, and so that's uh, the Trans-Anatolian pipeline. And that, of course, is ours. Uh, that's BP, uh, Stat Oil, Total. Oh, that's the, that's the frogs. I'm sorry. The, yeah, the, the, the Brits and the frogs. They're turning their attention to uranium. Yeah. <laughs> uranium. Uranium! And I think... Let me just see if I had any... Because I... Yeah, I had a had a quick little uh, Boeing versus Airbus thing. Oh, okay. I want to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of you know just was looking cl- more closely. Now, the, now this is the we have a uh, an Airbus competitor coming, right? The uh, 
It's like the, what is it? It's like the three fifty or the three. Is it the three eighty or the three fifty? What is the one that's coming, John? Yeah. I think well, the three eighty is the the double decker that they released. It's got it'd probably be a smaller jet with a lot with good with good gas mileage because the three eighty is a com- competitor with the seven forty seven for long haul. No, but the three eighty hasn't actually is that thing uh, yeah. sold yeah. yet? Are they selling? Yeah, no, they're out. They're out and about. Maybe it was the the three fifty. Well, well anyway, so first of all, I'll look it up. This is a pl- these planes are plastic, okay? And so the the whole part about these planes is the plastic airplane. It's supposed to be cheaper, make less noise, you know. Then use, Here it is. It is a 350 gas. Airbus 350, unlikely to be affected by Boeing 787 it's problems. A th- it's a 350. I told you. It's what they're doing. What is the, what is the what is the well the three besides it being plastic? It's a, a wide body. They, so, it's it's actually made out of uh, rubber. <laughs> <laughs> rubber bands is what it's the made The 350 was originally conceived as a variant of the A330 with a few changes to compete with the 787 and the larger 777. The design was unanimously rejected by prospective customers, and Airbus was forced to revise the proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has 8% lower operating costs in the 787, so mm-hmm. it's more fuel efficient. Even more fuel efficient. Yeah. So, so this- That means there's more plastic. More, yes, much more now, and you can't park these things in the in the desert heat. Uh, the launch well, customer is Qatar Airways, so they they definitely want to the get way, an air conditioned. It, it, it has the winglets; it's got the curved. Look. It looks like a stolen eighty seven. Yeah. So, but the, the, these plastic planes, in general, I'm just not. I don't like them at all. I don't think I, sheet metal and rivets. I don't like the whole idea. And the seating in the in coaches three, three, and three. Really? The worst. Oh, that's horrible. Who that wants, is horrible. You're all, someone's always the, the man out. You can't yeah. even sit with your buddy. Um, so when these plastic planes fly, you know, just like the uh, the previous Airbus, things happen, and they do get grounded. And this, but the media is is trumping this up, and I'm like, why is this happening? What you know, there, there's definitely Boeing didn't blow someone properly. And then I got a clip of. Uh, Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood. Oh, that guy. So he's well, he's the crook involved in this. He's He's, the worst, and he's dumb. Well, but he's he's obviously the crook. Well, tell tell us well, you know, you because he's he's, public. Luckily, he's a public official, so you can call him a crook. Yeah, but go on. What you can't do that? Not to people. No, it's it's a libel. And what could they do? Sue me for every for every bullet I own. Well, they don't got much. It's not gonna, you're it's probably libel. judgment-proof. It's libel. Uh, don't you're you, judgment-proof, but it is libelous. I mean, don't don't people have to have heard what I said for it to be uh, libelous? Like more than ten? No. Oh, just if, so if I just, if I just say to you, hey, that guy's a crook, and someone else hears it, that's three people total now know it. Uh, that's libelous. Yes. Bullshit. Ah. That's bullshit. I'm telling you. You can get sued for that, and what, and what good is that? Well, in your case, it's not, it's no good about, it's <laughs> not going to do anybody any good, yeah, but so, I'm just saying. So I speak without fear. So, <laughs> the, yeah, it's because you're broke. So, uh, so by Hood, the way, the three, guys, you want to come more specs before you do your thing? The yeah. 787 seats 210 to 250. The 350 with better gas mileage, the XWB, extra wide body, I guess, it seats 314. It's a better, it looks like a better plane. Hmm. Same, uh, basically the same range of fifteen thousand kilometers. 
So when you listen to Ray LaHood, who uh, is above the FCC, uh, the FAA, FCC, the FAA, uh, and you hear the 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 laissez, laissez-faire attitude with which he speaks about this, it's obvious. Is this a, a, a grounding that could possibly be lifted by next week? Here's what he had to say. This is complicated because we want to make sure we get it right. And the flying public expects us to get it right. Uh, and so it, it's, going, it's going to take a little bit of time. Can you get it done by early next week? Oh, you know what? I, I just I don't know the answer to that. I'm not the one doing the uh, the examination and the work. And so we'll just um, we'll, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time, you know. Yeah, I, yeah I'm waiting yeah. for the, uh, you the know, check, maybe uh, check, you know? I need a new car. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Look, you know, we'll see. Maybe next week, you know, kind of depends on, you know, what happens. You know, we, there's no rush, really. We want to get it right. The public expects us to get it right. Listen, this battery crap, big deal. Cracked windows, big deal. It's not a big deal. Windows crack all the time on aircraft. It's not a big deal. It's, you know, just it's being trumped up by the complicit media and dumb media, quite honestly. Because, you know, we should all be taking the train and going through naked body scanners and, and having Viper teams shake you down. But this guy, this guy is, what a crook. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be playing. Miss I'm going to do a little thing here. So uh, I just want to make sure we keep people up to date with some breaking stuff. Oh, we Kashmir is heating up again. I want to play this clip so people realize that this, this thing between Pakistan and India is not done. India demonstrated its resolve to fight fire with fire along the volatile line of control, directing all of its battalion commanders on the fiercely contested boundary to retaliate with all their might if the Pakistani army provokes them by violating the ceasefire or by pushing militants into Jammu and Kashmir. The fact that the army chief issued an unequivocal warning to Pakistan to cease and desist from misadventures along the border is a confirmation that there is going to be no immediate de-escalation of tension, especially as the defiant Pakistan refused to own up to the beheading of an Indian soldier and mutilation of another soldier's body by its elite SSG commandos on January 8th. Speaking around the same time that Pakistan brushed aside India's charges at the brigadier-level flag meeting at the Chakkandabag crossing point in Poonch district, Jen Singh accused Islamabad of resorting to outright lies. Although Jen Singh emphasized the current tension would not escalate into a conflagration, holding that several stages have to be crossed before the two countries go to a full-scale war, he did admit the first stage of the spiral had been reached. External Affairs Minister Salman Khurshid said that Prime Minister Manmohan Singh would decide on Islamabad's offer of foreign minister-level talks. The- All right, it's good enough. You get the idea. Hold on, man. I'm playing your, your tune. You know that, don't you? Yeah. What is it? I can't remember. It's Led Zeppelin's Kashmir. Oh, Hello. I never knew the name of the, the title of that song. Really? Yeah, it's funny. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Because that's how long that bull crap has been going on. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, but they reached the first level of the thing. Yeah, yeah I know, but it's just, yeah, I just want to make sure it's into the mix here. So if something happens, we don't, we, we can say, we, we, wow. We can say, wow, wow, we, we knew that. <laughs> that. Wait a minute. Why don't you just throw a whole bunch of stuff out there? Hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to start doing that, by the way. <laughs> hey, so, you know, can I just say that I saw Led Zeppelin 2 in concert on uh, uh, Friday night? Who are they missing? <laughs> it's a cover band. 
Oh, how are they? F- uh, amazing. So this band travels uh, certainly all around the country. I think they're from Chicago, uh, but they've been around the world. And the, the, basically, it's Led Zeppelin. I mean, the yeah, guy. You know, I one I was one time I was at some event in Seattle. And I went out with a friend. We started floating around the bars in Pioneer Square, and there was a cover band of Kiss. Well, there's a million Kiss cover bands. Yeah, I know, but I'm telling you, this band was so good. It was like, you wonder why people waste it. You know, know, it seems to me to be kind of an ironic waste of talent. Well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this because I don't think I've ever been to a cover band show um, and this is not a tribute. I wouldn't call it a tribute. There's a difference. You got tribute bands. You got cover bands. And these guys, they just take it. I mean, th- they are really good musicians. Of course, you know, you can't you can't get Led well, Zeppelin back on stage because you know the guys are you know, some guys there are dead. You know, it's like that's kind of right. I think this was painful. kind of a combination because it, they were dressed up in the same. I mean, if it was just a cover band singing their songs, but these guys are dressed up. They had the pyrotechnics. They did everything. Right. Well, so, so Led Zeppelin, you know, was not really a big pyro band. So, but the, the singer, you know, he's kind of got this sexy, you know, plant look with his, you know, shirt open and the guitar player, I mean, the, uh, the, yeah, the guitar Page player, Perry. Jimmy Page has kind of, you know, kind of the hair and everything. And, but, you know, the music was really, really good. And of course they, you know, they just played hits. <laughs> I was like, and it was great. And the audience was, there were 20 year old kids there who knew all the lyrics. And then there were smoking hot hippie chicks walking around, you know, and people smoking dope and drinking beer. And, and you know, then there were old hippies, really old hippies like me. Uh, it was it was very entertaining. I, I was. I, it was. was I, I have no problem with that kind of thing. Yeah. I just find it hard to believe everyone can come close to the virtuoso playing abilities of of uh, of Plant. I mean, he he. When I saw you mean the, Page. the band, you mean the Page. Real band. You mean Page? Page. I'm sorry, yeah. Page. Plant's yeah. the singer. See, so, you, see I, I didn't see. I, I've met uh, Plant and Page, but never never have seen them, of course, play as Led Zeppelin. So I'm I'm bummed so about it, that. So. It, Page would pull out on one of the songs. He pulls out a violin bow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. Did this guy do that? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe. May, may, I don't know. I didn't see him do it. He might have. I didn't see him do it. Anyway. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it was entertaining. Anyway, I got a couple of end of show clips. Well, you could only play one. I know. I'm going to ask you to which one. There's. I got Nigel Farage. Farage on Russia Today. Going on about the upcoming Cameron speech. Yeah, this is the, the speech where uh, that Nike, no, uh, BMW and other big companies are saying, "Oh man, don't do this speech." Yeah, well, Farage th- says it's all bullcrap. The speech is just this; it's just a cover up for the pro EU. I think that's boring compared to something that's actually boring, seemingly boring, and it's a little slow moving, and it's a little, it's a little, I don't know. It's boring, but it's from C-SPAN. <laughs> Could you please? Can we, can we it's listen to something boring? But it's Bernanke <laughs> discussing Ber- auditing the Fed. Oh, the Bernanke. And, and talking about what a scam it is. Oh, about the audit? They're never really going to audit, you mean? Is that, is no, that, that nobody knows what they're talking. He says, the, you have to hear it. I, it's a great clip because it's like educational for the no agenda listeners. You never heard this before. All the Ron Paul people don't realize they've been duped. Duped? Wow. Okay, well, I think that's the better of the two. Yeah. Uh, the Nigel clip is floating around. Everyone can see that. The Bernanke is something from C-SPAN, which is our speciality, I might point out. Uh, this is what we do so you don't have to. 
So you're not going to see this or hear this anywhere necessarily. All right, Jean-Claude, that's great. Uh, happy uh, Obama gray hair with the ear anomaly uh, inauguration uh, day. Exactly. <laughs> tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow. To, well, tomorrow's the other dude. Yeah, the other guys. Obama number two. Gray hair yeah. guy's already in. Okay. Yeah. And it'll be great with Beyond K's singing and everything. It's going to be fantastic. Coming to you from uh, uh, the capital of the Drone Star State here, where we need your support and your donations. Please think of us. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And in the morning, from northern Silicon Valley, where I reside, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will be back on Thursday once again for another action-packed episode of the best podcast in the universe here on No Agenda. This question comes from an audience member. How do you respond to the people who question the constitutionality of the Federal Reserve and would like to severely weaken it? And furthermore, how do you respond to members of Congress who wish to audit the Fed? Well, I'm not a lawyer, so um, I, do, I, I do know Article 1 second. Never mind. Um, uh, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, the Fed has been around now for a century, and nobody so far has uh, had a Supreme Court case, so I'm not going to get into that uh, issue. I think the Fed um, performs the critical role of managing the monetary system, which is, of course, a, a power that Congress has to, to delegate, which it has done. Let me talk to the other issue, which is, I think, more... Um, more substantive. Um, as you know, there, there are bills uh, in Congress uh, that would, quote, audit the Fed. And um, it sounds like something, how could anybody object to auditing the Fed? I mean, don't you have to look at people's books and see what's on their books? Well, the trouble with audit the Fed is that that's not what it's about. It's a misnomer. The Fed's books are thoroughly and completely audited. We are audited first by an outside private sector accounting firm, which gives us a clean bill of health. Secondly, all of our books, all of our financials, everything is open to the GAO, the Government Accountability Office, which is, you know, works for Congress and for the government and can look at anything it wants to look at. Uh, and third, we also have an independent inspector general. Uh, that is able to, you know, evaluate any aspect of, of uh, the Fed's uh, financials or activities that it, it would like. Um, if you'd like to see more about this, the Fed's website, FedReserve.gov, has a detailed discussion of all the various audits that um, the Federal Reserve goes to. So all our financials, all of our activities are, are thoroughly audited um, with, with one exception. And that exception is that in the law which um, created the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, there is an exception made for monetary policy. In other words, GAO can do anything it wants at the Federal Reserve, but what it can't do is go in and um, audit a monetary policy decision. Now, what the Audit the Fed bill would do is very simple. It would strike that clause. So if the Audit the Fed bill passed, then a congressman who didn't like the Fed's latest interest rate move could say, GAO, go audit that. And what that would mean would be, would be the Government Accountability Office would send its staff into the Federal Reserve to look and see, you know, why did you guys raise interest rates and, and begin to investigate that decision. 
And it seems to me that's the first step toward basically the Federal Reserve no longer being an independent central bank. Now, there's a very strong agreement around the world that if you want uh, monetary policy made based on long-term considerations and not based on short-term political considerations, then the central bank needs to have some independence in making monetary policy. What this bill would do is strike at the very heart of that independence. So it's my opinion that many people who support the bill just think it means what it sounds like, which is something about the financials. It has nothing to do with the financials. It has to do with whether or not Congress can uh, ask the GAO to um, uh, investigate a decision by the Fed that it doesn't like. And again, I think if you want a healthy economy, um, you want to have a, a strong and independent central bank, and that is not consistent with that uh, with that bill. Shut up, slave! You will obey the best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A